is this fucking... What are we doing over here? I have something to say. Oh. Well, that's not very interesting. Noah Beaver. Hello? Testing? Check. One, two, three, four. Caleb Stevenson. Yes. Because this virus essentially was invented. Abs and a six-pack. Yeah, maybe Michelle Obama like, might be a man. I don't know. Uh, smoking weed, drinking vodka. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be fine? I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. What the fuck's going on? Talk to me. Hello? Hello, Wade. How you doing? What's going on, buddy? Not much, not much. Just uh, sipping, mm-hmm. on, sipping on some uh, Admiral oh. Nelson's spiced rum myself. Nice, nice. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just living the life. Clinking my glass. I hear you. What you sipping on this evening? Well, actually, right now, I'm Gatorade. Living, living life, <laughs> <laughs> living life wild. I'm living large, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm living large. How's 2020 been for you? How's the madness been? It's been madness, brother. It's uh, it's these are these are strange times we live in. Yes, sir. What kind of music you been oh. listening to lately? Man, uh, gosh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I've mainly been doing yard work lately. Um, Ooh. Hey, that's not a bad thing to do. Well, I've just got so much of it to do. I've got a big garden and all that kind of stuff. And uh, music, I, uh, man, I love jazz quite a bit. And uh, I love the Grateful Dead. I listen to them. And, uh, man, I like all kinds of stuff. What are you listening to? Oh, boy. Uh I've been getting back into Kanye again for about the tenth time, especially now that he's running for president. Kanye, yeah, uh, yeah, that's some crazy shit going on with him right now. They're trying to institutionalize um, him. Kim Kardashian's I supposedly knew- divorcing him or whatever. Are they really? See, I hadn't followed. I, man, I, I rarely see much news. Of course, I don't have a TV. But I just when I get a little bit, I look online. But man, I, I swear I've been working. Eight nine o'clock, going to bed. I haven't been doing much. What's going on? What is Knoxville like now with all this COVID nonsense? Mandatory masks. You can't yeah, be Mark's indoors broken. unless you got a mask, which is yeah. hilarious to me. Crazy. Well, then now, now Walmart and Target and Kroger and all them, you can't. They won't let you come inside if you don't have a mask on. I know, but you can wear your pajamas though. Yeah, and you can put whatever you want <laughs> over your face. I mean, it can literally be a diaper as long as your mouth's covered. A cloth face covering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know about it. I don't either, buddy. I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. The the older I get. I know somebody pull somebody or some people pull the strings for the world. I just don't know who it is. Uh, Mo Mofax had a good uh, statement on that. He's like, 
of all the elites, George Soros drew the short straw, so he has to be the face of it. But there's people way above him. <laughs> oh, buddy, that, and there have to be. I mean, there yeah. there just has to be because what what we're presented in our daily life is not reality, Chris. Sure isn't. It, it's it's just not. It, it's not reality, and it's not. And it's it's been that way. It's been that way since we got alien technology in the forties <laughs> and before that, buddy, you can't, I don't know. The people that run the world are just not in it for the people who have to live in the world and do all the work. Oh, hell no. It's a story <laughs> as old as time. I mean, it, yeah. It's just, it's, but it's in this, I've gotten to the point where I realized that we're not, you know, we're just going to have to go along and enjoy what we can because you can't even figure out. I mean, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. What about that Epstein deal? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the judge uh, that was over the Deutsche Bank Epstein connection case? Got shot up. They and then the, the FedEx dude, uh, dude dressed up as a FedEx guy that had ties to Israeli and U.S. intelligence blew his own brains out, supposedly, that did the shooting. <laughs> It's like Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. all over again. Buddy, it, it, it never goes away, does it? If you go out here that somebody's hungry and steals a loaf of bread out of a grocery store, they'll send their ass to prison. Get caught out here with a small bag of cannabis, you'll go to jail. But but if you're if you're a big, powerful person, you can have people killed or do whatever you want to do, and you should never even think anything said about it. Even if you admit wrongdoing, like uh, Merck yeah, sold a headache pill that they knew caused a heart attack, covered it up, killed over 500,000 Americans. Nobody went to jail. Yeah. No, And H&R no, Block laundered no, the no. drug money for the cartel. Nobody went to jail. No, no. They admitted Absolutely they not. Hey, I got I got but a I got a clip uh, you might like. I'll lay this on you. This is uh, from the latest Sam Hyde video. Here's the thing. This this frantic, schizophrenic zeitgeist is going to continue for years and years and years. It's, it's not going to back down in intensity or anything like that. There will be, there will be respite occasionally. A um, billion dollars will be sent to the Black Foundation. And that will give Amazon time to uh, rebuild its uh, flame-engulfed warehouses. But um, over the next 10 years, small small businesses are going to be destroyed. What's left is going to be this increasingly consolidating funhouse of mega businesses. And the tone of mainstream media is going to keep getting more and more hardcore until you straight up have... Saul Alinsky shit being said on the news, the nightly news. It's going to become harder and harder to find independent media. Um, Google is going to get worse. Search results are going to get worse. You're going to be thinking about something you heard months ago about something that goes that's contra to the narrative. You're going to look it up. It's going to be gone. You on board with this so far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep going. And in general... The United States and Europe and your life and the Internet is going to get more and more like a Hall of Mirrors nightmare. The, the weirdness and sinisterness of the mechanisms used 
to prevent people from realizing what's up are hard to pinpoint, hard to talk about. If you even start to have a conversation with somebody about it, you're going to sound like you're going crazy. The highest tier of reasoning that goes against the narrative that most people are capable of holding in their head for more than 10 seconds is, it's all the big businesses, dude. It's these corporations, bro. They want us to hate each other. Not saying that there's not a slice of truth to that. Dude, people are, people are crazy, bro. You know what I'm talking about, because you see it on your Facebook feed. If you're still stupid enough to have a Facebook feed. <laughs> and that's it, buddy. That sums it up. Listen, let, let me tell you something. If you, nowadays, if you if you point something out to somebody, you do this. You just look in, you just look like in an insane like conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And and everybody the the thing is, I think deep down most people just want to go on about their life and not have any trouble. Yeah. Right. So they just, they, they, they explain it away. They explain everything away. Of course, I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. What, what can you do anyway? You can't vote this way because oh, yeah. the people that are doing this, you don't get to vote for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, uh... And the people that are against you, it end up dead usually. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how do you, how do you, I, I, I mean, I don't even know, like, I don't know what you do. I mean, I don't know, you know, and, and, and I mean, you know, I mean, we're in a world where, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, whatever we talk about on this conversation for the next two days, you know your YouTube feed, your your Google feed. It, it, somebody's listening. Yeah, damn straight. The AI. I mean, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I mean, you can talk about anything. Mention, okay, we'll just talk about kayaks for a minute. All right, yeah, kayaks. I'll, I'll go all gone here in about ten minutes, and I'll be getting a bunch of ads for a kayak. Yeah, I've been thinking about buying a kayak, so it'd be good. They send me some ads for kayaks. Uh, whoever's listening. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's funny, man. It's just, it's, we live in a crazy world, man. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, the last thing we need to do is go out and kill corrupt politicians. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to kill anybody at all. But I, I don't, I don't think anything can be done about it. I'll, I'll be honest, because I, I don't even think, I don't even think you'd know who to, you'd know who was doing it. Well, the historically, if history, if it's true that history repeats itself, and it seems like it does, tyranny always gets overthrown once it becomes so far-reaching that everybody's fed up with it. Well, that's true. That's true. And that goes back to the French Revolution, I guess, and everything else. Right. You know, I, I guess you're right there. I never, I never really had thought about that. Taken to its, taken to its logical end, it'll, I guess it will, that would happen. Right. But at the same time, know, we've never been in a point in time where the technology is capable of soon, you know, having police, mil the military and the police are robots instead of human beings. 
Well, that, and, and then, for instance, like this thing where, I mean, they're obviously aiming at a cashless society because oh, yeah. you see it every day and, and signs, I mean, in Murfreesboro and everywhere else, like, you coin know, shortage, we don't, coin shortage. You know, what are you talking cash, about? Won't give you change, all that stuff. And the thing about it is if they ever get a cashless society and you do anything they don't like, they'll just do what YouTube does. You'll just be demonetized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll, I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, MasterCard, Chase Bank, PayPal have shut people down for their political views already. Oh, well, I mean, and, and I mean, they're all, I mean, you know, any, you know, any of those you know, Facebook, any of those people will do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's something Adam Curry always talks about is these social media companies, Google, Facebook, Apple, they want to be your bank. That's the end goal. They, they Like tracking and surveilling you isn't enough. They want to be, like, be your bank instead of uh, your local, you know, credit union or whatever. I know. Well, well, let's look, man. They don't look. Here's the thing. If you let's just say, for instance, let's go back to the cash thing. The thing about the thing that that's so equalizing about cash in general, whether it's you know Indians or, or early man trading beads or rocks or or whatever it is, like for instance, the whole idea. If you look at a bill, if you look at a, a bill of, of currency, it says on there that it's legal tender for debts, public and private. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Having cash gives you and I a way to deal with each other as people to barter for goods, services, whatever we want to do, without government interference. Okay, if we walk up to one another on a street corner and you hand me a Tootsie Roll and I hand you a dollar bill, that's that. You walk away, I walk away. The government doesn't even know that happened. And see, that's a great power that I don't think people realize they have. Mm-hmm. You see, if you don't have cash, then you don't have any way to do you, you, your, your privacy. Yeah, your privacy is gone. Private business without somebody watching you. Mm-hmm. Good luck, uh, okay. buy, good luck buying that dime bag or whatever. Good luck uh, doing anything, really. Well, and uh, well, well, it, and it's one step away from China, where in China, if you if because uh, they're already all their transactions are tracked and tra- uh, tracked. So um, yeah, in China, like if you buy too much alcohol or you donate to the wrong political group or something, I mean, well, they'll just haul you off and tie you up. You're never heard from well, again. And, and, no, and and even 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 beyond that, even in a simpler scale, if you don't have any cash. How are you going to put a $20 bill in a birthday card? Yeah, right? you got to send it via Cash App or Venmo or something that's traceable and trackable. Well, but but then then you're taxed on it. Then you're I mean you're it man it changes it changes civilization. It it takes when you take cash, I'm telling you when you take cash currents away from a populace then man, you've you've I'm telling you, you have really eliminated people's freedom because you just don't have any way to deal privately with the world. You don't have any way to deal personally really with the world. 
Exactly. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, this is all rolling out. I, that's I mean, been a, that's been the goal know, for a long time. Is let's get rid of cash, cashless society. I mean, that's and people that predicted that happening 20, 30 years ago were called crazy nut jobs back then for saying they wanted a cashless society. And look where we're at now. Well, buddy, that's what I'm saying. We're halfway that's down exactly there. I see people pay for a Snickers bar and a soda with a credit card. It's like, what are you doing? You see it every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. You know, and, and the thing about it is, I mean, you know, we've gone, I mean, yeah, you know, and not only that, but now you've got all these small merchants, like these little convenience stores, you go in for all these years, they've been giving you some of them even like, you know, make you do a $5 limit because it, it costs them like 50 cents or 30 cents or whatever a transaction. So now you got the small businessman. Now you got him over a barrel. You're telling him, well, you can't really take cash. So now he's insisting on using a credit card, which just takes his profits away. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you something. There's not going to be this, 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 the, the, the virus thing is going to, going to go on. And man, I don't know about that. I know it's real and I don't want to get it. I don't want to get sick. But it's sad because, Chris, we're not going to end up with anything but McDonald's, Hardee's, Taco Bell. Buddy, the mom oh, yeah, and pops can't survive. This. Yeah, because they're essential businesses, right? That Taco Bell, that Walmart, that's an essential business. This is a this is a, a hybrid right now of communism and corporatism taking over. It's, well, it's we, communism coming in and, and being run by corporatism. Like at Walmart, like you were saying, they only had one aisle that would take cash, and that was like I had to yeah. wait forty five minutes in line. On top of that, like no cash back, can't do any cash, and then you're forced to wear a mask, forced to do the social distancing thing. It's all like a big training exercise to get every to see who's compliant and who's a free thinker. Well, buddy, they're getting us used to something. Yeah, it's all leading Think up to the forced it. vaccination. They're, they're training us to act a certain way. If they can trick you into, if they can trick everybody into shaming people that don't wear masks, even though there's no science behind it, they can get everybody that it, also to go on board with like forced vaccinations. Because if you if you're down with forced masks, you might you're going to be down with forced vaccinations. Well, and, and here's another thing. I saw I saw a cartoon on Facebook yesterday, and it summed it up about perfectly. It, it was a it was a gang of of, of like pitchforks, you know, the, the, there's a mob, a medieval mob of pitchforks and torches. And the king is standing up on the little portico with his advisor. Oh, and the yeah. advisor looks at the king and he goes, look, you don't have to fight the people with the torches. All you got to do is convince them the people with the spears are going to take their torches away. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, too. <laughs> and I mean, we're we're at the point in this country where, I mean, you know, look, I mean, it's one of those things where we're just at this point in this country where we're we're so we're so high we're so down the middle now that if if let's just say for for instance some some disease something something hit and it was a deal where the only way to survive would be to, you know, to, to wear a potato chip bag on your head. 
Well, half the people would die because you wouldn't wear a potato chip bag on their head. Yeah, I mean, and so, of course, this, I mean, this thing, who knows, who knows what or who rolled this virus out. So we, I mean, but man, I'll tell you what, it sure does look like we're being trained to be compliant, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm 100% sure of that. I mean, if you're not sure of anything, you're sure of that. Yeah, damn straight. I mean, and, and the thing about it is, I mean, now we're at the point where, well, and let's just be honest. I mean, law enforcement and citizens have become like, I mean, I mean, like they have so much technology now that I mean, you know, I mean, the average citizen doesn't, I mean, you don't even, I mean, you could just be nabbed, like, I mean, just like, I mean, anything, but anything, nobody, nobody, the, the regular man has no idea how, how much surveillance is being put on him. Mm-hmm. No idea. And, and there's not much you can do. I mean, it, it's, it's just, man, if the SWAT team shows up to get you, you're going to go with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then the story that's written in the paper will be about how you deserve to go with them. Well, and everybody will go, well, that's what I like, man. Heck yeah, man. He drag him out of his bed, man, roll him up in the ball, take him down to the jail. That's law (laughs) and order, man. They don't even know know what you really did or didn't do. Look how happy that baby is. (laughs) (laughs) I got to I got a good one for you here. In the seventies, I had, I was fucking twenty five fat girls to get them to go get diet pills. All the fat girls in town was over at my house. <laughs> I said, "Baby, go on over there and get them pills now, and come on back over here." And I mean, I had all the fat women in town bringing me speed in the seventies till they cut that out. You know, in about seventy three, no, no, you couldn't get no diet pill. <laughs> That's a uh... That's for the show. Hilarious. I've been watching this show, uh, Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's, I can't recommend it enough. It's a. Uh, it's like, see, the season two I'm about to start is about funk, but season one's all about outlaw country. So it's like, like real stories about like Johnny Paycheck, George Jones, Tammy Wynette, uh, uh, what, yeah, Waylon Jennings. Waylon. Yeah, they Waylon have a two-part. Over that yeah, they have a two-parter about Waylon. But it's crazy. All of those dudes were getting shot, shooting people. <laughs> just crazy shit. Oh, uh, buddy, they were wild, man. Yeah. They, they like, like, you know, that was back in the day. Like, you know, like a lot of those guys, like, you know, like Merle Hager and Johnny Cash, those guys, they toured for years and didn't even have any security. <laughs> yeah. They just carried guns. Charlie Daniels, I mean, you know, people like Charlie Daniels, he was a great big guy. I mean, you're not going to grab somebody like Charlie Daniels and do something to him. Yeah. He'll whip your butt, man. Oh, yeah. Not, Dude, Charlie Daniels did that whole uh, uh, Book of Revelations New World Order movie with Alex Jones. Is he? He did. Well, he's dead now, but, yeah. He did that whole movie. Well, yeah, he's dead. I know. Well, man, whatever happened to Alex Jones? He never did get back on, did he? Well, he's uh, <laughs> I was still watching. He did this thing the other day. He was, um, 
I want to come back to outlaw country in a second, but he did, he did this thing the other day where he was, he had a, like five or six llamas just wandering around on his set while he did the broadcast. Oh, whoa. Hang on just a second. Hello? Hello? Yeah, but I'm on another line. Could you make it pretty quick? Another stupid bot call. <laughs> they got you. I mean, it's just every day, man. And, but I don't ever know because, like, some of my wife's, like, you know, pupils and, and her families, and she's a teacher, you know, they call the home nine, so I got to answer it. Yeah, but it's all the same thing. It's, I want to know just, what the hell was going on with uh, when I was trying to call you the last time and kept getting that crazy voicemail. Like, that's well, just, I, have ne- <laughs> I have not been able to figure that out yet. My crazy. wife can't figure it out either. Man, I just, that's some kind of bizarre network bleed over or something. <laughs> I, and I have no idea. That's I'm, crazy. Because my, my voicemail is like, huh, leave them Yeah, it's just some simple. I think Dang, it's, I figured you, you had some I kind had some of genius thing on there. <laughs> yeah. I was sure that you had some genius thing to keep spam callers out. Cause like I'm calling through well, Skype, I'm calling through Skype. So I figured, Oh, you're probably, uh, you probably had something where it's a, if it's a suspicious number, like her telemarketer, it'll just go to that and keep them thinking they were like on the line. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was that skilled at anything. <laughs> It was but great. I'm doing a lot, man. It was great. It was funny. I honestly, I'll put that your voicemail if you want at the end of this little episode, just so people can hear how crazy that was. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, put it on there. That's funny. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, some of the stories on the tales from the tour bus, the outlaw country season. Was, uh-huh. well, for, first of all, it was like Johnny Paycheck shot a guy. Jerry Lee Lewis shot a guy. George Jones shot a guy. They had like I didn't realize how crazy George Jones <clears throat> got by the end. Like he had like oh, three multiple personalities. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh yeah, that was I mean he was like talking to him. He had like he thought he was Donald Duck for a while and he'd talk like <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> oh man. George went wild. I uh I uh yeah, man, I worked years ago with a guy in Nashville who's, who, who, who knew a lot of those guys. And he told me one time, he said, man, you can't even, he said, man, Led Zeppelin, those guys have nothing on guys like George Jones. Oh, yeah. And, and like, well, Hank, Hank Williams Jr. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, like, well, Johnny Cash. They were, uh, one of the things they said George Jones, because George Jones was a drinking man, and he ran out of liquor one day, and he had a bunch of cars in the garage, like all these nice cars. So Tammy Wynette threw all the keys to his cars out in the bushes so he couldn't find them. And then they're like, all of a sudden people see George Jones <laughs> just driving his riding mower about five miles an hour with the blade running all the way to the liquor store. <laughs> They, 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 the, they, they swear that's a true story. Yeah, then the next, I've heard that the next, uh, well, because that was <clears throat> that was uh, the family lawyer telling the story in the show, and then the next day, like she took the keys to his ride mower, so he rode a horse to the liquor store, <laughs> tied it up. Out <laughs> <front>. <laughs> that's funny, man. But then, and, yeah. and that, you know what? 
real interesting because a lot of that old stuff happened back in the that happened back in the day in Nashville and 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 those little you know outlying towns like Hendersonville and places like that and right man that was Nashville was like you know kind of a big small town people knew a lot of people and stuff and it was man they were they were wild I mean I can remember as a kid you could go to Nashville with your parents and you know you might you might go to Cracker Barrel or something you'd see like Roy Clark or you'd see somebody you know famous it was it was a it was a really it was a it was a neat thing back then yeah, that's, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, Nashville's, especially the last couple of years, uh, it's a little dicey in certain areas. Yeah, it is. It it, it can be. It can be. Murfreesboro is too, though. Oh, yeah, I remember I, when I was living there, we had shootings all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just. <laughs> but what? Uh, <laughs> one of the crazier stories from the Jerry Lee Lewis one was when he tried to, uh, he uh, in Memphis, He's mad that Elvis passed him up in record sales. So Jerry Lee Lewis, like, puts a bunch of guns in his car, gets his 45 on the dash, and drives over to Graceland. And the the dude running the gate at Graceland's like, what are you doing, Jerry Lee? You here to kill Elvis? And <laughs> and then Jerry Lee Lewis goes, by God, yes, I am. He's like, well, I can't let you in, Jerry Lee. And he goes, all right, uh, we'll be back. And he backs his car up, revs it, and just slams through the gates of Graceland. <laughs> and just like really? starts banging on the door trying to kill Elvis, screaming how he's going to shoot Elvis with all these guns. <laughs> and then he got arrested like immediately. You could see the mug shot from when he was like trying to kill Elvis. It's <laughs> crazy. You know, this is a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Jimmy, Sw- uh, what the Jimmy was Swafford, the old TV preacher, uh, Jimmy Swafford. Oh, yeah. And, they, were, they were cousins. Uh, Mickey Gilly are all cousins. Right. Yeah. Man, Jerry Lee Lewis was wild. He kept marrying like that ten-year-old cousin. Or <laughs> they cover all that in the show, dude. I'm telling you, it's it's such a good show because it's uh it's the guy that Mike Judge from like he did like Office Space, King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead. So it's it's animated. So they tell all these crazy stories from back on the road and uh, oh, with all these country stars, and they animate it. It's really good. Yeah, it's really. Man, good. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's called Tales from the Tour Bus. That's about all I've been watching the last week. I've been addicted to that show. Sweet. Well, man, listen. Call me anytime, brother. I better get off here, though, for a minute if you can. Yeah, thanks for chatting, man. Uh, all right, look, look, holler at me. Seriously, you can call me anytime. I don't mind. I got plenty of time. All right, yeah, I'll buddy. give me some beer this time. I'll be in a, I'll be in a more jocular mood. <laughs> all right, love you, brother. <laughs> All right, love you too, man. Be good. Take it easy. All right, bye-bye. First time in my life, I can see you. Is this Webster Hamilton? My bad, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, hang on two seconds. Um, is this the place you have him, or can we go? Because we have to go around the corner, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can go first, you know. Okay, yeah, go up there. Let me just finish the call. Okay, so let me just finish the call. Okay. Holy moly. Okay, I'm so sorry about that. What were you saying? We're, yeah. bad, we're, we're at the theme park. Uh, it's like this, like animal land, animal. I don't even know what the hell's called. My bad. Is this Webster it's Hamilton? Oh my god! The hippo, hippopotamus is with that. I don't care. It's so beautiful. He's huge, brother. Cool. I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on two seconds. Um, wow! It's babies of them. Like it's 
mom, dad, and like three little babies. I know, that's so cool. Oh, it's so cute. Okay, but I have like three little babies. Okay, go. Are you going to get something? Yeah. Can you just give me like a pretzel? Like a big, small, large, extra large? Okay, one size Okay, go. Let me finish the call, okay? I'm so sorry about that. I'm sorry, go ahead. It sounds crazy what's going on. Is this, I'm just trying to find out if this is Webster Hamilton that I'm calling. Okay, thank you. Hello? What do they have? Regular Coke? Oh, give me Sprite. Give me Sprite. Right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Um, okay, where are we going? I think I'm in a quieter place now, so I'm not going to hear you. Okay, go ahead. Is, I'm just trying to find out if this is Webster Hamilton I'm talking to. Okay. You, you kind of cut out there for a second. I, is this I, Webster Hamilton? Right, can, you, can you hear my friend in the background? Oh, yeah. I can. I can it sounds like a siren in the background. Okay. Brother, you're like screaming right in my ear. I can't even understand. I can't. Repeat this for three. We literally got this for the mind of the video. Okay, well, let me turn the first one and then we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay. Let me just finish my call. You're yelling in my ear. Hang on a second. Okay. I know, it's okay. I'm sorry about that. Okay, I caught most of what you said, but can you just repeat the last part? I, I lost like the oh, last Oh, man. It sounds like you guys are having a blast, so I don't want to hold you any longer. All I'm trying to do is get a hold of Webster Hamilton. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just going to take you with me. We're going to walk around the corner here, but I'm still listening. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's like, no, it sounds like you guys are having a blast. I hate, I hate to interrupt you. I'm just trying to get a hold of Webster Hamilton. Is this Webster Hamilton's number? You don't sound like Webb. Don't worry about it, just breathe. The first time he's ever been in the country, and the first time he's ever been to a theme park, and he's like a little bit more excited than he should be. I'm really sorry about that. I don't. I'm so no, you're good. That. You're good. I, it's really, really a yes or no question. Is this Webster Hamilton's phone number? Yeah. You know what? I was actually I meant to call you guys because I had a. I got some kind of... Right now? Yes, right now. It's just 15 minutes left. Hurry up, okay, hurry up. All right, all right, let's get in line. Let's just get in okay, line. Oh, I'll finish. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting in line. Let me just, I, let me just, I'll be up the call before we get to the line. Okay, you're fine and tall. Are you, are you tall enough? Are you sure? I don't know if I'm tall enough. Okay, all right, get the tickets. I'll be, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you in line. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, sorry about that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm finishing up. It's, it's an important call. Just hang on a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so anyway, um, I don't know. I got an email about this, too. Uh, I think it was last week. Um, but, okay, all right, let's get in line. Let's get in line, because it's really loud here. I can't hear anything he's saying. I can't, okay, well, where's the, let's, let's get in line, because I can't hear anything he's saying. Okay, right here? Oh, yeah, that's the one. It's oh, I'm tall the enough. Pirate the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. Okay. The pirate Caribbean. Okay, okay, yeah. Let's get in line. Let's get in line. I saw it. Yeah. Hey, it's only 48 inches. I thought it was going to be. Here we go. Let's get in line. Is this Captain Jack? Okay. 
At this point, I've figured out that you're not the person I'm trying to call, so you can hang up on me at any time. phone number <laughs> okay let's see try this again dial pad This web. Hello. Is this Hello? Webster Hamilton? Oh, sorry. Um, it's a little loud out here. My bad. We're at the uh, we're at the theme park. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh yeah yeah. Okay okay. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Um... Brother! Oh my God! This is Rob. It's a freaking giraffe! That's the first time in my life I can see giraffe robbers! I know! My bad, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, hang on two seconds. Um,
Dude, Webb has the craziest voicemail of all time. He's got a double voicemail. Washington Adams. No, 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 you missed Jefferson. Washington. Jefferson. Who came after that? Jefferson Adams. After Jefferson? Adams. It was Madison. Madison, right? Madison. Okay. Monroe. Sure. Uh, Oh, wait. Now I'm forgetting. Hold on. Washington Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, John Quincy Adams. Yep. I think there were two Adams, right? They're going to think this. Yeah, John Adams and John Quincy Adams. So uh, now I'm screwing myself up. You made me a little nervous. Andrew Jackson. Hang on with me. Andrew Jackson's next. We'll get through this, then I'll I'll listen to anything you got to say. Andrew Jackson's Uh, next. Okay. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, John Quincy Adams. Yes. Andrew Andrew Jackson. Jackson. I think he was the first one they ever photographed, actually. Martin Bumperin. Martin Bumper. Uh, 1820s, 1830s. Got to know your history. Eight-year president, though. Uh, Van Buren, William Henry Harrison. He's the one True. who like died like right away. Yep. And then John Tyler. Do you remember him? All right. Uh, you know, what? let me start at the beginning just because I confused myself. <laughs> Washington Adams, Jefferson, God Monroe, damn, Webb, John your Quincy fucking Adams, voicemail is crazy. Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison. Tyler, John Tyler. James K. Polk. Polk, like Polk Audio. Then Zachary Taylor. Love that company. Okay. uh, uh, And then Zachary Taylor. Yeah, then Uh, Milford Fillmore. Then Fillmore. 
Yeah, Franklin Miller Pierce. Fillmore. It's an old old timey name, right? Okay, let me start. Uh, let me think about that. Fillmore. Then Franklin Pierce. And then Tyler Taylor. No, Fillmore Pierce. Yes. You still with me? Yes, and then James Buchanan after that. Some good presidents in there. Let's let's go from the beginning. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, John Tyler, Polk, Zachary Taylor, Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce. I'm on a roll. James Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham party Lincoln. Of Lincoln Andrew died. Johnson that, after that. Claims to be the party of Lincoln. Is that the Democrats or the I can't remember. That's the first of the two Johnsons uh, that shot, shot uh, their was that, uh, the, the first of the two Johnson VPs uh, that shot was their that? Was original that Sir president. Han, Sir Han? Oh no, no, no. no. Who, who shot Lincoln? Was it uh Oh you, it was Donald useless Hughes. S. Grant. Okay. Next. Lincoln then uh, Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Ulysses S. Grant. Mm-hmm. Rutherford, Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes, <laughs> James Garfield, <laughs> uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, and Garfield. We're making progress here. We're almost at the turn of the century here. Chester Arthur, Grover Cleveland, then Benjamin Harrison. He's the Harrison who lived a little longer. He 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 didn't die thirty days into into his presidency. Uh, and Grover Cleveland, McKinley, and then Teddy Roosevelt. I almost remember – no, I'm just kidding. I didn't remember Teddy Roosevelt long before me. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm 36. Uh, where were we? Uh, let me start over because uh, I can't remember where I am. So I'm going to go fast, though, because I know you probably want to get to whatever you're going to tell me. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Abraham Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Garfield, Lasagna, Arthur, Chester, Arthur, Grover, Cleveland. I don't think I'm doing these in order at all. Benjamin Harrison, Grover, Cleveland, William McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt, Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Gay, Harding. Now it gets easy because it's the 1900s. Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower. JFK, you like the, the Dead Kennedys? That's a great band. Lyndon Johnson, Nixon, I'm Not a Crook, Ford, Carter, The Peanut Guy, Ronald Reagan, The Actor, First George Bush, Head of the CIA, Bill Clinton. Remember that whole Monica Lewinsky thing? George Bush, <laughs> oh, did Barack not have Obama, sexual relations. and now Donald Trump. Trump. How presidents at 45, right? Amazing. Uh, okay, so wait a second. So where were we? What did, what did you want to tell me? I'm trying to get a hold of Webster Hamilton. Who are you? Trying to get a hold of Webster Hamilton. Uh, Washington Adams. Hello? Hello? Trying to get a hold of Webster Hamilton. Hey there. Um, you actually caught me. I'm just in the middle of uh, just trying mentally to go through something. I, it's weird, but I was trying to remember all the presidents of the United States in order. So just bear with me. Maybe you can help me out. And then I'll, I'm happy <laughs> to listen to whatever you got. Webb, you motherfucker. Uh, to do this. So. All right, Washington, Adams. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a good troll. Well, I guess Webb is unavailable. To be, um, stay tuned for next time when we actually get a hold of Webb. 
Good morning. The local newspaper Le Parisien is reporting that a fire alarm went off here at Notre Dame Cathedral shortly after 6 p.m. on Monday. But a computer bug showed the fire's location in the wrong place. The paper is also reporting the flames may have started at the bottom of the spire and may have been caused by an electrical problem in an elevator. Burning down, kick the Jews out of town. Go for talking, baby pigs. Build a pipeline with me, big Iraq, Afghanistan. I'm part of the master plan. Things are looking good. Operation Northwoods, Monsanto, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Enron, Syria, Yemen. Here we go again. Chemical attack facade. Gotta go attack facade. Don't listen to the haters, there's babies in incubators, George Bush, 9-11, Dick Cheney, Halliburton, Dear Field, Sars, Boyd, Soros, and Hillary, they got mail pipe bombs, they were big but still wrong, Republicans, Democrats, Jesse Small at MAGA hats, drone strikes, Palm, Vietnam, Group on Fire, Notre Dame. He did start fire. We don't need any Eastern Raiders. He did not fire. We got a few on the pursuit. He did start fire. Fire. It's the North Korea episode, so we're playing China's music. Can we get, like, their national anthem to play right there? Okay. So this episode's about North Korea. What do you want to preface this with? Well, it appears that our dear leader is happy, healthy, and safe, and he's not dead. He was photographed the other day with some of his... I don't know, the top-ranking military something. They've got a different name. Um, he was photographed with them wearing some really neat sunglasses. There we go. Keep talking. We'll have this in the background. <laughs> and I just want everybody to know our great leader is alive. He is well. He's taking us to where he needs to go. We are strong. We are independent. We are going to build ourselves up by ourselves. We do not need any outside aid. With the great help of our Grand Marshal... Kim Jong-un, we can overcome. The Americans can no longer keep us down. President Donald Trump is now our friend. The sky's the limit for our beautiful country, thanks to our great leader, Kim Jong-un. What about this other girl that was going to take over? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Am I allowed to look things up while we do this? (laughs) I don't know. Typical podcast etiquette. Um... Her name's like 
Kim something another. Uh, she would actually be a lot worse of a choice, even though she would probably be the rightful successor to North Korea. She's a lot more like her dad in the unstableness and how she's very quick to do executions. She's very quick to kill and uh, very a lot more iron fisted because like. I honestly believe, like, not honestly believe, like, I'm not over there. I don't know as well as, like, Kim Chol Pak, you know, on the streets of Taedong or something like that, you know? <laughs> like, I I feel like Kim Jong-un is trying to be the best leader he can because out of, like, his whole time, I can't, I think it was, like, 2011, so, like, my freshman slash sophomore year of high school he became in power and like he was only 29 years old you know that's insane you know that's absolutely crazy because he's like 13 years older than us right now and gifted like an entire country and hardly been groomed to it you know and his dad was like just a tyrant the whole entire time he was in power he was just like beefing up the military which was like killing people and they called it the arginous march because everybody was like dying and starving if you weren't like a high ranking or like a socialite that provided something to them you know what i mean like you had to be of upstanding citizenship to be in pyongyang and that's still pretty much how it is like but most of like the farmers like and stuff like that, they were affected really bad. And, like, there is a huge, huge difference still today in children in North Korea. Like, if you have a child that's raised, like, around the capital, like, or directly in Pyongyang, and you go out to, like, the countryside, it's literally going to be, like, night and day difference in the children. Like, there's Okay, it sounds like you're not really praising North Korea the way you're supposed to before the anthem's even done. So finish your speech here. <sighs> It is true. Our dear leader is back. Botched heart surgery is absolutely fake. Those were rumors from the West trying to take us down with their increasingly hard sanctions on our country. But fear not. Our ruthless leader, Kim Jong-un, is going to help us all rise and overcome. He is alive. He is well. His sister will not take us over and plunge us into a more eternal darkness. Kim Jong-un will be the one to reunify the Chosen Peninsula. We will be a one Korea again under Kim Jong-un. President Moon? Moon aside. Because Kim Jong-un is going to take over the South as well. We will be reunified and stronger than ever. All thanks to our Grand Marshal, Kim Jong-un. Alright, now let's go back to the, the sick kids. That's no, all. you still got 30 more seconds. So I'm just there kidding. are no sick kids. <laughs> Everybody okay, has yeah. health care. Um, no. Like, there is a staunch difference in between children of, like, the capital and, like, the more industrialized area than, like, let's say, like, Children, like if Kingston were, am I allowed to say that? Okay, like if it were a, like in North Korea, we would be dead. You know, like we would not have the resources we need. Like Nashville would be like a capital city, let's say. So like they would have it all. Like the children in the countryside are like, I can't remember exactly, like six or seven inches smaller in like pounds, like noticeably different in stature. Like it's literally... 
I, I don't even know like a good metaphor for it. It's like how Yoda was so little compared to like, you know, yeah, but Yoda, Yoda was like powerful. These, so are these children. Oh, okay. they're going to rise and overcome. Like they're making it work with like nothing. Like, and it's really sad, but like, so <clears throat> before we get too far into this, what's the background of the founding of North Korea? Oh, thank you for asking. Our dear leader, our actually, let's the the it's really fuzzy because it really doesn't start till like the 1950s around the Cold War pretty much because the south went full on let's be Japanese American allies and then it got divided at the 29th parallel which is the DMZ I like saying that because it makes it sound fancier the denuclearized zone which is like the most dangerous and hostile place on like it is the most like dangerous border in the entire world like it is ready to go like full on nuke at any given is second. Is that the one Trump walked across? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a that's literally a huge deal whether you like him or not. That is an insanely big deal. He's the only president to ever do that ever. Like ever 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 do that. And like Kim Jong Un and President Moon shook hands like around each other's borders you know mm -hmm. that was like a big deal and like trump was there for like a singapore like uh i can't even remember what it is a singapore summit or something and like met and talked with kim there they, he said they fell in love how sweet but um it started with like the soviets and china and stuff like that because kim il-sung who is <laughs> is the eternal president of like North Korea, like he is still president to this day, even though he's been dead for a very, very long time. Since I think about since like 94, I think. So I wasn't even alive when he died. So he is like, I think he's on display. Like his body is on display somewhere and you can actually go see it. <laughs> like I'm he stuffed like a pachyderm. I think so. Like in a glass display. And I think Kim, um, Jong il is as well, but he, started out and he was very communist you know and he was getting like so much backing from the soviets during that time you know because like the red scare everybody's going to go communist or socialist you know what i mean mm -hmm. so everybody was like it was either one or the other you know and the south took sides with capitalism and things like that and the free market and free world and the north sided with them and then they split and then the korean war happened and all that jazz. And like, I have an uncle that was in that. He was like, it was the most abysmal time in my entire life. He's like, there was never food over there. He's like, I had to go like split a can of green olives with like eight other people. And we were like starving. He was like, we were eating like literal like bugs out of the ground just to survive. Because there was like nothing. And there's actually a North Korean. Well, he is a North Korean now, but he was like, in the Korean War at the same time my uncle was, I highly doubt they knew each other, but like he literally defected and lives over there still to his day. He has two white children that are North Koreans. Whoa. Yeah. I literally can't think of his name. We will find it um after these short messages after a while and I'll get back to you on that. 
but yeah, like he lives over there. There's plenty of interviews with him where he's like, he likes it over there. And there are a couple of other soldiers that did defect at the same time he did, but he still lives over there and he's kind of like a celebrity, you know, like he's, so he defected yeah, from the United States to North Korea. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, in the Korean War, because he couldn't take it. Because, like I said, the... Or do you think they just tortured him, or...? No, no, like, straight up, no. Like, he is... He was, like, in movies, and, like, in the time of Kim Jong-il, because he was, like, the artistic virtuoso. Like, he composed everything. He composed, like, music, films, and all this stuff. And he was, like, literally, like, kidnapping Japanese actresses at the time to (laughs) do that. That's nuts, dude. Fun fact. And, like, yeah, he was the bad one, like, out of... All of them, like Kim Jong-il was like literally insane, the most unstable, probably dictator we've seen since like World War Two era, you know, yeah. and like, but that's, that's a different story, man. So have you ever read the book, uh, Dear Reader by Michael Malice? He's like a big North Korea guy, but he, um, it's kind of, it's like a racist <clears throat> pe- pun. Because instead of dear leader, it's dear reader, and he's talking to the reader of the book. Dear reader, it's a pretty good book. It actually was the it's the only book I've ever read on North Korea, though, so I don't know how it compares to other North Korea books. Um, I actually haven't read that. I have read excerpts of the Juche ideology book that Kim Il Sung founded, and that is literally like their religion. It's like you are self sufficient. There isn't a higher power like we are it. North Korea is a higher power. And that still goes in like with their propaganda today because they like believe Americans live in like shacks. Like it is like 1929, yeah. <laughs> like Hubert Whovilles over here. Everybody's like living in destitute desolation. And that, I mean, if they go to like some parts of the county, like I could see where they would think that, you know, like <laughs> we live in like a rough area but it's not like how they think you know but we don't i mean not really a rough area like there's rough patches in the county but neither of (laughs) us are there they're scabies rough but like the beginning let's go back there it was founded by i think it was 1958 and also another fun fact about the beginning of north korea is like they the year in north korea is like year a hundred and something 130 something because it is based off of the year that kim il-sung was born so they're not in 2020 like us they're like in year 100 something do some of the people there literally believe that the the world started 100 and something years ago uh no it's like it it's not that it's more of a respect thing because they like kim il-sung is like god to them you know they worship him and like even if you're over there filming and like you have permission to film like you have to slow down in your car when you pass like giant like pictures of them on like important buildings and stuff like that and like you're on your bicycle you have to like i think either slow down completely or like get off your bike and like stare as you're walking by okay yeah and so divided along the 38th parallel apparently the Soviet Union is it the thirty eighth? So it's, it's what Wikipedia says. Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> but with the with the northern half of the peninsula, so the north was occupied by the Soviet Union, like you said, and then South Korea, the United States got that. Yeah, and they tried to unify again, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, because like 
the China does not want reunification pretty much because that would mean America can get way, 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 way super close, way closer than they've ever been to China because like Mount Paektu where um, the glorious leader was born and a divine birth um, that is like literally on the border of China. So they do not want America getting that close to their border and like being able to be that close. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's why uh, Bush, Clinton, Bush, and Obama all intentionally botched any peace deals with North Korea because they were all essentially working for China, all three of those presidents. So it's like we have the first president in recent history that's actually like, hey, you know, let's uh, maybe try to like get along with North Korea. I mean, that's not a bad idea because they do have, like, nuclear capabilities. But, like, a lot of their military stuff is, like, so dated back to, like, Soviet stuff because that's when they got most of their funding to do that. You know, and, like, now most of their GDP goes straight to the military to keep them up. They have the third largest military in the entire world. They've got, like, a million-man army, like, straight up. Like, every single man in North Korea is required to serve, like... 10 to 12 years in the armed forces, something like that. They really have like the, how, what it can't be. So it's like their army is like top 10, probably it's third, uh, third or fourth. I am almost 1000. So there's like us, China, Russia, and then North Korea. Yeah. They've got one. I, it could be army size, but they like they're the North Korean army is a million man army. Well, what's like Israel or, they're nowhere near as close. Like every, like I said, like everybody is involved with the military over That's there. That's crazy. Much. I had no idea. Yeah. And like, and you're really good at what you do. Most North Koreans can play an instrument of some sort. Like almost every single one of them can because it's in their schooling. Oh, uh, I wish that was, uh, yeah. Sorry. I wish that was in our schooling here. It'd be nice. Well, you have to choose to do that. <clears throat> Yeah, unless you're homeschooled. Hmm. <laughs> I did, uh, let me see if I can find this. <laughs> I did have, uh, it was actually for the apocalypse episode that we're doing soon, but I did have a, uh, just by coincidence, have a couple North Korea clips in it because the apocalypse episode, one of the potential apocalypses is nuclear war. Well, yeah, that's horrifying. <laughs> like, a nuclear war could break out any minute. That warning from North Korea's deputy ambassador to the United Nations. He told a U.N. committee Monday that his country has been subjected to, quote, an extreme and direct nuclear threat from the United States. The deputy ambassador also warned that all of the North American mainland is within their firing range. They Which, that's not true, really. Uh -uh. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> There's absolutely no way... <laughs> Well, I mean, like, if you think of it this way, they would have a very hard time. Like, they would have to, like, strategically place this, and it'd have to... There, there's just no way, because Japan would protect us, and, like, they have got some of the most, like, insane technology on the planet, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I really don't think Japan would, like, let a missile fly over them first and then fly try to hit us, because that's the way it would have to travel, you know? Like, right. if it went the other way, it'd literally have to go, like halfway across the freaking world they were like reach like maine or new york or something you know it's not worth it 
It's right. never worth blowing up people. That's sad. American no. mainland is within their firing range. Things have been more than tense between the U.S. and North Korea thanks to increasingly tough U.N. sanctions and the war of rhetoric between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. Trading insults like rocket man and mentally deranged. <laughs> the president has ruled out. <laughs> she left out the part where he, Kim Jong-un called him a mentally deranged dotard. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like that. That's a good one. I like that word. <laughs> That's a dotard. The president has ruled out talks with Pyongyang, but Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said just a few days ago. Remember that him? Yeah. will continue until the first bomb drops. At a meeting with Japanese officials in Tokyo, Deputy Secretary of State John Sullivan also expressed hope for diplomacy while acknowledging it might not work. We must, however, with our allies in Japan and South Korea and elsewhere, to be prepared for uh, the worst should diplomacy fail. Vice President Mike Pence did his part to assure Japanese representatives <laughs> that the U.S. is ready and able to stand up to North Korea. The United States of America will continue to bring the full range of American power to bear on the regime in Pyongyang, as we hope to achieve through diplomatic and economic means, a peaceable solution. All this happening as the U.S. and South Korea begin joint military exercises off the Korean Peninsula involving fighter jets and warships. In Los Angeles, Marianne Rafferty, so Fox News. That's just like a dick-slinging contest yeah. to the North Koreans. It's like, oh, 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 and they're like literally using like Soviet fighter jets from like the 50s that are like they're i feel like a part of me feels bad for their military because like they're like the rebels from star wars you know like they're just yeah. trying their damnedest with nothing that they've got and like maybe they they do see the rest of the world as the empire and like what if kim jong-un is luke skywalker you know what if <laughs> Yeah, I, I keep, this keeps reminding me of that that Bill Hicks joke where he's talking about like Iraq had the, it's like but Bill Iraq had the fourth largest army in the world. It's kind of like this, the, like North Korea having the fourth largest army in the world. It's like yeah, well the the fifth largest army in the world is the Harry Krishnas. It's like <laughs> after that fourth one, there's a pretty big drop off. I love Bill Hicks, but this okay, this one. Now, if you think that last one didn't age well, this one did not age well at all. President Trump's foreign policy, you've alluded to this during the conversation, the tweets, the rhetoric on North Korea. You said yesterday, you've said it again now, it's dangerous. The former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, said over the weekend that the United States has never been this close, as close as it is now, to nuclear war. Do you agree with him? Yeah. <laughs> That's Joe Biden. <laughs> Can you just sound like that? <laughs> I feel bad for laughing at him. This was like 2015 or 16. Just listen to this. This yeah. it is now to nuclear war. Do you agree with him? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why I think that uh, what I worry about... And I've worried from the beginning is about fundamental miscalculations. This is not a business deal. This is not who builds the next skyscraper. This is not about my uh, telling my subs I'm not going to pay them. This is a totally different dynamic. We know that he inherited, as we did, 
an incredibly difficult problem in North Korea. See, one of the two things we spent most time briefing the new incoming administration about. Um, there are no easy answer, but we also know that um, there is no answer in a nuclear exchange, and which, God forbid, could happen if they attack the United States or our allies. But we also know that the answer lies somewhere in cabining the capacity and inclination of the North working with China, Russia, South Korea, and Japan. When we engage in activities like, let's compare the button, they all, for different reasons and different motivations, lose confidence in us. So another thing that didn't age very well at all. Joe Biden rambles on for another two minutes, but you get the idea. I just love, I just love his pause and he goes, yes. Do you think Joe Biden would be better than Trump at negotiating with North Korea? I don't think Joe Biden could honestly make a sandwich he would enjoy at Subway. <laughs> like, I, uh, okay, I want the, the mustard sandwich with a... You got... Can you put the cookies on it? From the beginning, I've liked cookies <laughs> on my mustard sandwich. Old Corn Pop gave me one at the pool. You know, like... He was a bad boy. Yeah, like, no, of course not, like... Trump is like the mean girl in high school. You don't want her to be successful, but when she does something good, you kind of clap in the corner. And you're like, whatever, you know, like <laughs> that's like, like I'm not a Trump fan. Like uh, he's a wouldn't be that. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't. If you reverse him down to like our age, like I feel like he would be that friend of yours that everybody else just absolutely hates, <laughs> you know, like I I don't know. Like, I'm not that big of a fan of him. But, but as far as, like, his dealing with North Korea. That's been pretty decent. Like, I do, like, <laughs> all right, one clap for Trump on that. Like, that was pretty solid. Because, like, Obama had, like, the elegance and, like, poise to him to, like, I feel like he was a way better negotiator than Trump is because, like, but I don't know. But like, Obama wasn't actually trying because true. he was a Chinese operative, essentially. But, like, but you get what I mean. Like, yeah. Obama was very, like, I would much rather, like, Obama pitch, like, something to me than Trump. You yeah, know? so it's almost but, like, like... that's, like, where... It's almost it, like Oba if Obama was pitching Trump's North Korea policy, it's like you have the smooth talking of Obama, but Trump's actual plan... Well, no, you'd have, like, Obama's smooth talking and just, like his jolly saunter when he walks about, you know, but like with Trump, like he, like, I feel like everything Trump says is like an absolute layman's term. So everybody, no matter what language you speak, it is the most basic form of the English language. So a lot more people get it. And I feel like that's why he's very popular. Cause like he uses very, very easy dialogue. And I, I don't know, I guess it's easy to, translate over to them so they're like oh my god he likes us and like that's a big deal for like a u.s president to like not hate north korea you know because like bush really really like stuck it to kim jong-il but like bush had a completely different problem you know than Obama. well i mean 
Obama still had Kim Jong-il, but, like, Bush really had Kim Jong-il. You know what I mean? Like, and that's when North Korea, I feel like, was the most dangerous was during that time. Like, when we were born is when, like, so many North Koreans were, like, dying of, like, intense starvation. Close to, like, an estimated million people, like, straight perished from famine. Like, they were eating, like species to get by and stuff like that and that's like not even like the worst part of their history but like they compare it's good, it's good for your immune system no, nothing wrong nothing <laughs> wrong with eating shit but they like compare like and it's even in like some of their propaganda it's like they i i guess they understand that they haven't had the easiest history and they've done some shady things but they're like but the americans have done far worse and it kind of makes you think like wow probably you know probably <laughs> But that's, like, really, really, like, deep, you know, like, straight up, like, really hard to stomach and think of. Because, like, there are, like, internment camps and re-education camps and just, like, mass execution. Well, not mass executions, like, public executions and, like, people getting ripped to shreds by hungry dogs in public, like, if they committed an act of treason, which still goes on, but not as much as it used to, you know? But then the U.S. has done so much shady, like, international dealings, like, all over the place and, like, has probably, like, killed way more of its own people than that, you know? So it's like, uh, it it doesn't weigh out. Like, it doesn't, like, shadiness doesn't outweigh, like, other shadiness. It's like, if you did something wrong, you did something wrong. It doesn't make it, like, less wrong than that. We definitely enjoy an overall level of freedom that North Korea does not. Well, like, I even watched this thing the other day about how, like, North Korea, like, is, like, acclimating itself with the modern world because, like, a lot of, like, North Korean dress was, like, still, like, kind of leave it to beaverish for women and men, you know, like, very, like, hi, honey, like, very (laughs) 1950. It's like they stayed in 1950 for a very long time and, like, North Korea, like, sent out government officials, like, all over the world to bring back, like, models of like not models but like shoe models and stuff like that like different clothes for them to like start making north korean clothes that look more modern and like a lot of north koreans still dress really nice to this day because like they get like clothes that look more westernized you know and like a lot of north koreans well not a lot but like capital city living in like urban area north koreans have phones and stuff like that like you it's not like you can't have a cell phone and stuff like that like yeah but isn't the internet as heavily censored as um, even more so maybe than China? It's called an ultranet, I'm pretty sure. And it is, yeah, it's very much like way more heavily censored than what anybody's using, but still they have access to it. And that's like a step, like, and a lot of that's like came from Kim Jong-un. Like he is a lot, way more liberal and like way more like trying to fix the country, doing what he can and like, like I was telling you the other day, like his minders and stuff like that, like want to plump him up and fatten him up because they have literally told people that he is a reincarnation of Kim Il Sung. So they're trying right. to make him feel that image and like plump him up and like feed him all these foods that are like li- negatively affecting his body like all the time and like making him have these problems. And he's like a stupid heavy smoker and drinker, like can make anybody we know like look like a pansy you know like dude's like always drunk if he's not doing something really important and like always like chain smoking like four or five cigarettes at a time you know at a time yeah i mean that's fine (sighs) gotta do what you gotta do hey you remember when sony got hacked and like the government and sony blamed it on north korea yeah 
It wasn't really North Korea, was it? Uh, I really haven't looked into that much because I wanted it to be because I was like, that movie is very distasteful. <clears throat> the interview? Yeah, like it. Like it's funny because it's an American ha ha comedy. It's dumb. I didn't think humor. it was that good. It's not, but like it's very insensitive. Like but like to it, them. It like got, like pulled out of theaters supposedly. Well, yeah, because like why would you? But do- they put it back in, but it was like a publicity stunt. No, they I put think. it on Netflix. Like it didn't get put back in theaters. Like you could not. Like it was in there for like a little bit, and then they took oh, it down. Oh right. Yeah. Like they were like no, yeah. no, 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 no. But no. that's weird though. It's like. Because that's the thing is like Team America World Police was way more offensive to the American government and the North Korean government because it came out when Bush was president. And it was like way more not only offensive, but also just way better written, way more funny. Well, I mean, and then you have the interview come out and it's not even really offensive to anybody other than people that don't like dick jokes because that's all it was like offensive to North Koreans because there's literally a scene where Kim Jong-un gets blown up in a freaking helicopter and it depicts him like as really weird and manic. And that's like people that like that's not how he is. He's very like put together, you know, like people that have came back like. I don't want to like cite Dennis Rodman for anything, <laughs> yeah, but like so <laughs> he like literally said he's a, and he's been over there a lot. Like they're actual personal friends, which is like crazy. I wish I could add that to my repertoire, like decent friends with Kim Jong-un, you know, <laughs> like that'd be cool. Like to put on your resume. Uh, well, you want to, uh, get our ducks in a row and come back for the grand finale. Maybe we'll have a discussion about. Whether Mr. Kim Jong-un is still alive or not, maybe. Yes, well, I'll make some bullet points while I'm out. Will you please roll the national anthem once again? Yes. Go ahead and do a closing break speech here. Please stay tuned for part two. North Korea. Thank you, Kim Jong-un, for giving us this ultranet. Thank you so much for the technology we have, thanks to you. Thank you for having us on your podcast, Kim Jong-un. Thank you very much, and we will return with part two, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Thank you very much for listening. Multiple drones bombed Saudi Arabia's largest oil facilities today. In neighboring Yemen, Houthi rebels claimed responsibility for the attack. President 
hold on. I am a drone hobby enthusiast. I would never use my drone in a way that contradicts the drone hobbyist code of conduct. We do the hobby of flying drones is new and exciting. How can you not be into it? Look, something's wrong with it. It does things. It flies by itself. What gives them the right to shoot down our drones? Drones are spooky. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Parker do in the house. We shoot the shit on Twitter a lot, but I don't think I've seen you since high school. I know I haven't seen you since high school. So you mean it's it's been at least what seven years? Six six seven years? Yeah. Or am I just like way over? I graduated in two thousand twelve. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that's got to be eight years then, almost, if not eight. Jeez, man. Crazy. I feel like an old motherfucker. Dude, I do too, and I, I, I shouldn't. <laughs> but but I'm over here. I've got like I just I've got my my knee barely works. I feel like so my uh, body's falling apart. I don't know, man. I feel like I should be a lot older than I am. But of course, this last year has felt like it's been like at least a decade. So yeah, yeah, I am a uh, flat-footed. So. And I don't get, I, I have the arch supports so I'm supposed to have in my shoes that help, but I just always am too lazy to use them. So like <laughs> my, my knees are taking the brunt of it. Like over time, I've noticed it. Got bad See, knees. That's okay too. though, because you just get new knees now. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for the side legs. Yeah, dude. My grandma, she's like almost 90 and she got knee replacement surgery like a few years ago. And if she can get it, then. I could get cyborg knees. Yeah, I'm all for like cyborg knees, legs, arms, you know, pacemakers. The, the, where I draw the line is um, like the Neuralink thing that Elon Musk is talking about. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. It's like, yeah, hook your brain. brain up to Google. <laughs> like, Hell yeah, dude. Just give me mind control. I'm convinced like Tim Cook and Zuckerberg and those guys probably already have that. Oh, I'm sure. Just from the way their eyes look. Because, you know, like, they roll out the technology <laughs> to the public after, way after the elites get it. So. Right, right. It's also, you know, we, we get the one that has no actual control. You know, obviously, they can access everybody's thoughts. And, and right, yeah, so think. that's what I was thinking. Is like, if you if you have Neuralink and your internet can access, or your brain can access the internet, then the implication would be that somebody can hack your brain remotely or, can, right. like... Literally like uh, the SpongeBob movie when Plankton's giving out all the chum bucket hats. That's what I thought of for <laughs> Neuralink. I was like, no thanks. I just watched that the other day, actually. That's a great movie. Very good. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, yeah, I'll be honest, it doesn't sound bad being able to just like, oh, hey, let me go on the internet with my brain. Uh, but then I think about that'd be cool, but then I realize I've already got this phone that can access the internet like basically anywhere. So why do I need to plug my brain in? Right. And think of how crazy social media is making people 
on any topic, but especially on both sides of the political spectrum. You don't need to have like that yeah. news feed in your head twenty four seven. Yeah, no, that's it's a no. Adam, that would be that would make yep. things much worse. Yeah, Adam Curry had a great statement. I think he actually might have borrowed it from Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, who predicted everything that's <laughs> happening now. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, like people are underinformed and over socialized, and I think that's a great way that's to put very it. Very true. Yeah. But anyway, I'm drinking. I'm uh, I don't know if you have a a beer in hand, but I'm drinking on a twisted tea lemonade right now. Sipping on that. Ah, I should have grabbed one, but I do have a ginger ale, so that's good enough. That's close enough. Yeah, I sent you that. (laughs) I sent you. Oh uh, yeah, the llamas. The llama. It's literally Alex Jones is not only a national treasure, but he may be the most entertaining human being to ever walk the face of the earth. I guess I, 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 I have to agree, honestly, like that's, I haven't seen Alex Jones stuff in a little while. Uh, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect llamas. <laughs> okay, honestly, I had to the, like the sheer power of just having the llamas. Was, yeah. I got some good clips. Hey, from that. you give your llamas fluoride? Hell no, we don't give them fluoride. Be- I mean, that's something <laughs> that really sinks in for people. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. It's, I mean, he did the full four-hour broadcast with llamas just waddling around. It was, it was crazy. Can I give you a cookie? Respect. Oh, a cookie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. It took a minute for the llama to, to, to be okay with taking the cookie from him, which, to be fair, I would also hesitate before taking a cookie from Alex Jones. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I have a bunch of – I've been trying to compile more and more clips. Also, because I'm – Doing my first live stream tonight is I'm going to be a guest on uh, Hog Story on the No Agenda stream. Oh, nice. And so I was like, I got to get more clips. So I got some good ones. They can't wait to send the police to your house to chop your testicles off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know context for that. I just that's a that's a true statement. So. Oh yeah, we got. And what else do I got? Maybe I got maybe I got some clips that can lead us into a good conversation starter. No. Uh, uh oh, maybe not. Oh, here, maybe you can make sense of this. So I had this dude named G Time Johnny who lives in the woods on the podcast in the California wilderness. He's like this old dude oh, wow, with a okay. huge gray beard, kinda looks like a homeless wizard. And uh All right. He uh had a lot to say, but um, see if you can make sense of this one because I've been mulling this one around in my head for a while. Uh, you know, because we're operating in, in, based on an artificial environment. Where is Middle East on a basketball? Where is the Middle East on a basketball? Man, I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> so yeah, that was... is, is, is he comparing... A basketball to like the earth and we're like comparing globes. That's what I got out of it. Is it a flat earth thing? No, no, he's a, he's out there, but he's not that out there. Although I do have, (laughs) I do have flat earther friends and they're smarter than a lot of other people I know. So, but not when it comes to that. Honestly, I'll say this about flat earthers. I've, 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 I've been very curious about this. Um, 
the the logic that they follow it makes perfect sense <laughs> they're not dumb people like they understand how to how, how to you know formulate the concepts like this um it's just i don't the, the like the foundation of the earth being flat is, is sort of the, the the thing that uh that i disagree with i suppose but but no i don't think yeah. they're, they're stupid people at all yeah because I mean, might I, be but like not the, all of them when i um uh... Well, yeah, there's stupid people in every group and in most groups, smart people as well. But you know, when I first heard of the flat earth thing, I was thinking, okay, I guess it makes sense if we're in a simulation that that's possible because like even like, you know, smart people, Elon Musk and all these other people argue that we are in some kind of simulation. Right. So I'm thinking if the earth is flat, then that it would make, if we're in a simulation, I could see it. Um, but that's if like most flat earth matter. Right. Well, yeah, but then, yeah, that's, I guess simulation theories, I guess what I was trying to say is simulation theories, you know, almost crazier than flat earth, but it seems like simulation theory would make flat earth more possible. But that's, I found mm-hmm. out, especially after talking to a bunch of flat earthers, they're really more like super religious, like Christian. Um, so it's not, Yeah. Like most flat earthers that I've talked to are like, well, the Bible says in 72 different places refers to it as, you know, they talk about the firmament and the four corners of the earth and all that. Yeah, I do know that, that that's how it, that's really how it started, the flat earth thing. It was like, I, I want to say it was like 1800s. And it was just a really, really it was a religious dude. And, and it didn't get like big, big until very recently. Yeah. Like the internet age and everything. The ice wall, but that we're trapped in. Yeah, that's yeah. The, see, the, but that see, that's cool though. Like, I get it. Ice wall, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it is a cool concept too because it's like uh, there's if there's like a an ice wall blocking us in that implies there's way more unexplored areas and we're just kind of in this tiny little petri dish. Like uh, Eddie Bravo, yeah, you want to climb over the ice wall. Yeah, Eddie Bravo, I think it was when him and Alex Jones were on uh, Joe Rogan. He had this, it was just like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He's like, somebody asked him, like, what was, what would be the motivation for lot for NASA and everybody lying and saying the earth is flat? And he, he says, uh, he's like, they don't want you to know that there's more land out there, bro. Think about it. If you're stuck <laughs> on a, if you're stuck on a ball, you're nowhere. You can't go anywhere. They don't want you to know there's more land. <laughs> it's like awesome. Yeah. Okay. See, that's an argument that I I, I understand the argument. I, I don't know if I agree with it, but I understand it. Yeah. I flat Earth is one of those things. It's like I don't believe in it at all, but I love talking about it, and I love like talking to people that are real passionate about it too. I think I think flat Earth and and honestly a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, I think just uh, just thinking about them and like, especially like, all right, let's assume that flat earth is real or like the moon landing is a hoax more plausible than flat earth, but you know, something like that. Right. And just think about like, okay, we'll, we'll lay that as our foundation and then think about how let's make the rest of the world work with that premise. And it's, it's interesting to think about. And I think it can, uh, it can definitely make you ask questions about stuff. Yeah, it's good. Like, uh, it's, it's good to keep an open mind about pretty much anything. Um, now there is certain bridges where it's like, 
you'll hear somebody make an argument like that the Holocaust was fake. And it's like, I don't even want to look into this because God forbid I look into it and find out there's something to it and it's true. Then I'm going to be the guy telling people the Holocaust was fake and that's not a good look. So I'm not even going to look into that one. (laughs) Right. See, uh, the, pro- the problem there is that I think with any conspiracy theory, anything like that, you're going to find stuff that is that could convince you if you're looking to be convinced, at least if yeah. you're going to find stuff that's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this, this does make sense. I think that's the trap. A lot of people like, um, you know, Holocaust deniers, what, what they'll fall into or people that bought the into Russiagate. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. But go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, Russiagate's a good example. A good, uh, less uh, harm. Well, no, yeah, I think Russiagate's less harmful than uh, Holocaust denying. I, I would yeah. say um, it was easier to believe anyway. too because it was parroted by all the estet, like the authorities on the on the, in the mainstream news. Like, yeah. I bet if mainstream I mean, I, media I, started, I, like, had been reporting the whole time that the Holocaust was fake, you'd have the same amount of people <laughs> believing it that the Russiagate people believe. If not more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and a full full disclosure, I was, I was, I was, I was into Russiagate, like, when it was, I don't know, I guess around 2017 or beginning of the term, whatever. Um, I was, I was a lot more liberal back then, so, you know, don't hold it against me, but. <laughs> What so it made me realize that this isn't like wait a minute this is well actually no it was it was impeachment stuff that was around. I was like okay this is a complete fucking waste of time yeah um, but re- reading the Mueller report I remember as I was I was like freaking fifty pages into this thing and I'm like why why the fuck am I reading this there's nothing here and even if there was anything here it wouldn't matter <laughs> right. Yeah that was a, a running joke on the best podcast in the universe no agenda is like when the Mueller report came out, the news like MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, WAPO, all these people were reporting like, oh, well, the Mueller report like proves that Trump colluded by omission because they don't say that he didn't. <laughs> it's like, but so, right, they, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, so then uh, on no agenda, they were like, well, it was, they got so frustrated with the news reporting that by omission, Trump colluded because they didn't say he didn't collude. <laughs> they started saying, well, Biomission, No Agenda, is the best podcast in the universe. It's in the Mueller Report, Biomission. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, anything you want, it's in the Mueller Report. Exactly. It's it's great. But yeah, I guess um, I, I don't want to speak for you, uh, but broadly speaking, and I think you might consider yourself in this camp. Let me know if I'm off base here. You, like the Epstein thing, really, uh, the, the suicide and stuff like that kind of red pilled you. And I don't mean red pill as in like a left wing versus right wing, but more of like a matrix where right. they live type thing. You put the sunglasses on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm very pilled. <laughs> yeah. I think that cause red pill gets like, um, the phrase has been kind of bastardized to mean like, you know, Oh, now I'm like an anti-feminist or like a alt-right. Right. And that's not what I mean when I say red pilled. I'm, more of like a like literally in the matrix because i think yeah, that I epstein that. did that to a lot of people yeah i mean Ep- epstein brain this is a real thing everybody who like really looked into it it's like whoa what the fuck like all of this shit like pizza like i'm like, looking back at stuff like pizzagate you know like oh, shit oh yeah it's more there man mouthy uh, not, not that i think all of pizzagate is is, is 
legit, but yeah. right. Yeah, M- Mouthy Buddha. His he's doing part three too, but his or part three soon. But his part one and two of Pedogate was mm-hmm. so well done and so crazy. Uh, YouTube banned his part that. one, but you can find it on BitChute and stuff like that. But it's it was so on the nose, like YouTube. It wasn't up for more than a couple of days before YouTube banned that. <laughs> It's it's crazy, That's man. Surprising. Like how deep that sh- stuff goes. Um, and then like his part two is even a little nuttier because like Tom Hanks is involved and Seth Green, <laughs> that dude uh, Isaac Cappy, who was an a- actor in Hollywood, and like left. Yeah, he's a QAnon guy, isn't he? Well, he's dead now. It's a crazy oh, story. Right. That's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was like. Being outspoken, he's saying like his the people were following him, and for like a while he was making videos about how Tom Hanks is a pedophile and Seth Green has like kids in his basement and shit. And then he committed suicide by it was ruled a suicide. He jumped off of a bridge after like a, two yeah. days after he said he wasn't suicidal. It's like mm. <laughs> I, 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 that's tough. I, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like I, I could believe either way that dude was just. Crazy. It's very possible. paranoid. He could have had a, a psychotic episode. That that definitely right. happens. Or he could have been killed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things you don't know either way. But uh, it, I hope. I mean, I hope he was wrong. Because, like, I love Forrest Gump and Green Mile and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, Robot Chicken, Tom I loved that shit. When I, was in, when I was in middle school, dude, Robot Chicken was my joint. So if Seth Green and Tom Hanks are pedos. Yeah. But they were, uh, well, I don't know about Tom Hanks, but Seth Green was on Epstein's flight log. So was Will Smith. Yeah, Seth Green wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Yeah. It's a bummer, though. Of course, I don't, at this point, though, I don't know if anybody would surprise me. Like, oh, this person's a pedophile. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, it's rampant. Did you Makes see sense, I guess. Germany, like, uncovered a network of 30,000 pedophiles. Most of them were in the government. And the... Yeah, uh, where they were sending kids to them. Yeah, the, this like their equivalent of child protective services was were intentionally placing uh, children in the homes of pedophiles. It's like, oof. I mean, it's a rampant it's, gl- global problem. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's when you hear stuff like that and you realize how widespread it is and just how big of a problem it is, and it's like. This is one of the most, the more despicable and like evil things in the world. Um, Possibly uh, the, the most. Make, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's one of those things that's like you don't really think about it as like a, a very rampant problem, like to the same level, like perhaps as like just like poverty, like starvation, and just like very global bad things. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not, people don't really talk about it. It's like, yeah, and the, you don't the, the average that. person, it's, it's like, you was, people assume that most people are like them. And so, like, yeah. the average person would never do anything like that. So they find it hard to believe that anybody else would. Mm-hmm. But we know they do. It's of course, that's, a, what, that's good for them. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what makes me hope QAnon's real. Uh, although it's been described, <laughs> uh, I think it was Matthew Buddha, actually, that said that, that it, QAnon's like boomer hope porn. Which is an accurate, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, I have like a ten percent faith that it's real. Ninety percent says it's like a big psyop and bullshit. But I hope it's real, man. I don't think it is, but 
I'm I'm waiting on those thousands I mean, of sealed indictments to come out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. I'm not holding my breath. Um, but it's 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 a lot like PizzaGate, where it's like PizzaGate isn't real. Like there 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 almost certainly wasn't like a child trafficking place in the basement of this pizza place. Right. Uh, but like the facts of PizzaGate of like oh yeah, there's a uh, you know. Child trafficking ring among uh, lots of powerful people, uh, definitely including the Clintons and other powerful Democrats and these people, uh, allegedly. Uh, yeah, say. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, that, like, yeah, that's real. But, well, yeah, and Pizzagate was well. First of all, uh, Comet Ping Pong, that pizza place, is a very mm-hmm. creepy place with very powerful, oh, yeah. creepy people, and like literally the the. Yeah, I would just refer back to that mouthy Buddha Pedogate part one because he really breaks down like there's some shitty stuff going on with that pizza place. But it was used in the media as a total diversion from the real stuff. Because if you remember back in like when Pizzagate was big and the media was covering like these crazy Pizzagate believers, it was within a week or two of that huge WikiLeaks dump where Hillary, they're talking about in Hillary's emails and Podesta's emails where they're talking about we're going to have these kids in the hot tub at this time and it has their names ages mm-hmm. like five, seven and 10 or whatever. And uh, they're talking right. about spirit cooking and Marina Branovich blood and semen rituals. And this is like from the Podesta and Hillary emails. And so as soon as that yeah. was starting to get a lot of coverage, then the narrative got spun and pivoted into Pizzagate to discredit the whole thing. Right. Um, right. Yeah, very strange. Very weird. I think that was intentional uh, for a lot of people. I think it was intentional for, for the media. It was, conven- it, was, it was convenient for a lot of people, I'll say. Um, and I think right. QAnon is, 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 is similar. Um, yeah, that's my problem with QAnon is uh, it's all about trust the plan. Don't take any action. Everything's going according to plan. Trump and the, the white hats in the government have it handled. I don't like the term trust yeah. the plan. No, I don't like that either. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, don't, it, I don't like to trust anything that I don't know about. Yeah, it's uh, it just takes the onus off the individual, and you're having faith that there's good people in the government trying to do the right thing, which I'm sure is happening. But that doesn't mean, yeah, people need to just I don't know. But although, uh, speaking of which, though, Q, did you see Twitter just purged? Like, I think they suspended 150,000 QAnon related accounts and deleted like 7,000, like permanent ban. Yeah, I I, I don't know about that. It's like. I, I think QAnon, it, we've seen that that it can be harmful. Uh, I mean, there's people that have, uh, what was it? That, 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 the pizza place it got shot up or almost got shot yeah, up. Yeah, it was or, a, something like that. A guy Vietnam. came in and like pointed a assault rifle or, or waved assault rifle around, saying like, "Take me to the basement." And he was trying to free the kids out of the basement. <laughs> right. And then they blamed it and, on like, Alex Jones. Yeah, and it's not Alex Jones' fault. It's almost not even anybody's individual's fault. I mean, other than the guy that did it. I mean, you know, you have a choice to not go into a pizza place with a gun. But yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of like it's like anything. I mean, I could think of a hundred examples. One being like when Milo got Milo Yiannopoulos got banned from Twitter because like his fans were harassing Leslie Jones, and it's like he didn't tell them to do that. Right. And then that sets a dangerous precedent because then you could have somebody that's politically opposed to like, let's take Milo, for example, 
impersonate being one of his fans to try to discredit him. So you can't like, you can't like, I, I just, I don't like that uh, methodology of you like condone condemning an entire movement or condemning a person because someone it's guilt by association basically. Yeah. And also I, did they like say what the, I don't know, like whatever standards there are for what counts as a QAnon promoting account. Is it just like using the hashtags? Is it just communicating the ideas or anything like that? Uh, I would imagine it's, I haven't, I don't know exactly. I, I just am basing this off the Twitter safety tweets I saw, but I would right. imagine it's pretty wide ranging, like a broad rules. Cause if you're, uh, if you're taking action on 150,000 plus accounts, it's, can't be uh, anything right. too specific, I wouldn't think. But uh, yeah. it's, it's all the people with the three stars or how many stars in their profile. Or oh, like right, if right. you have the hashtag, uh, what is it, where we go one, we go all, W, yeah. W, whatever that is. Yeah, like those, the, <laughs> I've seen a lot less of that going on since the purge. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how about, great those, purge of, how about what's going on with Chrissy Teigen? I, I, that's news to me. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that. Holy shit. She, that. uh, she's blocked like half a Twitter at this point. Let me see <laughs> if I can find this. Uh, she, cause she's on Epstein's flight log. Uh, John Legend's wife. Yes. Yep. And, uh, I, I, let me see. Some of her old tweets are horrifying and people were digging them up. And that's part of, I think she might be partly why Q and I got banned. Cause all the Q people kept posting these tweets and calling her a pedophile and stuff. I think uh, mm. she might have had enough sway, kind of like when Netflix got rid of the rating system, the thumbs up, thumbs down, or whatever, or the star rating system. Yeah. They got rid of it after Amy Schumer's special. Kind of like how Amy mm. Schumer probably was behind them getting rid of that with the timing of it. I would say. Uh, oh, Chris, I'm sure. Chrissy, if not, if not her, then whoever produced it. Yeah, and I, in the same way, I would say uh, Chrissy Teigen had something to do with uh, the QAnon purge on Twitter. Let me see. Uh, that would that wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Let's see if I can find this. I bet Google probably censored most of these. <laughs> oh yeah. You do a Google search for Chrissy Teigen old tweets, even though it was like number one trending on Twitter, it doesn't even show up on Google. Let's go to DuckDuckGo and see what we can <laughs> find. Google is such a dog shit search engine now. Yeah, I I don't search for things that I actually want to know. <laughs> right. Google. Uh uh, let me see if I can find some of these. Okay, here's one from Chrissy Teigen. Seeing little girls do the splits half naked is just dot, dot, dot. I want to put myself in jail. Hashtag toddlers and tiaras. Yikes. Chrissy Teigen, I woke up this morning with pizza on my chest and ranch dressing all over me. So if you think I'm too good for this, you're sadly mistaken. There's some better ones than that. Well, not better, but more Yikes. creepy ones than that. I will say this though. This does. This is bringing. This is reminding me of uh, what they what happened with James Gunn like a few years ago. Right. Bad jokes. Where he had a lot of like weird like like pedophile jokes. Yeah. Or like uh, even Shane Dawson. Has like there's a lot come under the gun for that. Yeah. And like uh, jo jokes are jokes, and, and there's a time and a place for jokes. I think, and you can sell offensive gross jokes sometimes um just maybe know your audience is, is is what i'll say yeah well she's she was doing a lot of live tweeting of toddlers and tiaras talking about sexy toddlers it was just kind of weird yeah i don't and I don't, that I don't like wouldn't that. by itself 
is one thing, but when you have the combination of flying to Epstein's Island, then that brings a whole other element to it. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the Lolita Express, and that 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 casts a different light on uh, basically everything else in your life. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, man, there there was uh, dozens of them I saw. Even Duck Duck Goes not bringing up exactly what I was looking for, but there are uh, there are a good amount of very strange Chrissy Teigen tweets. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it seems like. Tw- um, despite all the bad shit going on 2020 has also been like a apocalypse, not in this, well, in, in both senses of the word, like the end of the world seemingly, but also apocalypse means lifting of the veil. And I think we're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's like the Epstein stuff. I didn't even realize, I thought Epstein that happened like two years ago. <laughs> It hasn't even been a year since he died, I'm pretty sure. Or am I just, am I crazy? No, I think you're right. It's just so much is happening. Yeah. I was just, yeah, like, like you said earlier, like that was the wake up call for me and a lot of people. And I feel like since then, everything else has just been unfolding and just all the chaos of the world has just been collapsing in on that. So it's been wild. Yeah, I think that's, uh, <clears throat> well, there's a lot of agendas being served by the, uh, what is, I think, in my opinion, correctly named the planned demic. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I, I honestly wonder if like Epstein and this whole thing hadn't happened and these, this stuff hadn't been brought to light. Would the pandemic have even happened? That's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know to think about the, about the pandemic as a whole. It's, uh, it's I, I don't believe the narrative of, uh, you know, it just sort of coming from a uh, what was it, like a like a food market in Wuhan. Yeah, it turns out they have uh, a BSL sort of for bioweapon lab, right? Or uh, bioresearch yeah, lab right next door. And, you know, you know, what the, you know, what the best part of that is. Guess yeah. who was uh, funding the lab in Wuhan after uh, gain of function research was banned here in the United States? Does it rhyme with uh, Dill Bates? Yes. And Dr. Anthony <laughs> Fauci also. Dr. Fauci was funded. Oh. Oh, yes. America's favorite doctor. Yeah. And uh, who everyone definitely knew about before this. Yeah. So those, yeah. We've talked a lot about the whole Gates and Fauci and Epstein connection on the show because both those guys are yeah. in deep. All, uh, yeah, it's very, I don't know. It's just, there's a and you, there's like so many different things you can bring up, like little trivial shit, like the fact that they already had a quarter coming out, uh, with a bat on the back for 2020, like a coin quarter. Interesting. You seen those? I have a couple. Interesting. I hung on. I hung on to them. I have not. Yeah, that's that's weird. And then uh, okay, just oh, it's just like it seems like the uh, the the powers that be just have to rub it in your face and tell you what they're doing, like when Bill Gates says, that "Oh yeah, vaccines will." In a TED talk, a couple of times he said it. Also, he's like, "We need to lower the population to help carbon emissions, and humans are the main emitters of carbon. And one of the ways we can help lower the population is providing vaccines to the world." It's like, eh? what you, uh-huh. "Yeah, sure." <laughs> yeah, it's man. A- I, I also like eugenics. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't like eugenics. Don't 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 take that out of context. Eugenics is bad. 
No, it it's it is, but uh, Bill Gates' father was an admitted eugenicist. Self-proclaimed. There's so many people were eugenicists. Yeah, it's a really and, it's and a, still are. I, I should say. And I, I've talked about this a little too much on the podcast, but it blew my mind that I'll bring it up again. I've like the the the, um, the split in like wearing masks, for example. Where people I know are shaming people if you don't wear a mask, even though like Dr. Fauci and all the news and everybody was telling us like we don't need to wear masks for the first month or two of this. And now that they're changing their tune, everybody else is like, oh, no, we don't wear a mask. Oh. You're a piece of shit if well, you don't I mean, wear a mask. It, so, well, what I was going to say about is, masks, I, I think that or sorry, you go ahead. I was just to finish the thought was um, I was trying to send like videos of Nobel Prize winning doctors and, uh, you know, scientists, statisticians, virologists, epidemiologists that have been banned from, like, YouTube and Twitter and stuff. But on BitChute, you can find the videos. In my private messages on Twitter and Instagram, it will not let you send it. It will not let you send a private message. It gets flagged as suspicious. But any other BitChute video that doesn't relate to COVID, um, it lets me send. So the uh, the level of censorship is real, and that's why so many people don't realize the scam being, this will go down in history as one of the greatest scams ever pulled off on a global scale. This whole pandemic I think thing. So. Yeah, I think this is going to be studied for centuries if we come out of it on the other side without losing all our freedoms. But so here's this is the thing. I, I at least I'll say this for right now, based on what I observe. I won't say I know any really anything, but from from what I observe, it seems like uh, COVID. It's it, it's a real thing. It's it's definitely a different kind of virus um, because it was almost certainly artificially created in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know if I believe it was intentionally released um, because I don't think that I don't see where anyone's really benefited from it, or at least would, would be able to plan any benefits. Um, in, in particular, I think that what's happened j just here in America has been so chaotic and clearly like people didn't really know what to do i think if, if this was planned i feel like they uh they might have had a better response well even if it was more of a uh yeah we're gonna save everybody <laughs> hey, look we already got this vaccine or something like that yeah i would uh but, i would counter that by saying look at the global markets look at the corporation's benefit like think about what's an essential business nationwide hmm? your mom and pops that's true your local stuff all had to shut down. What was essential? Walmart, Taco Bell. Uh, you know, all these corporations still get to operate and the small businesses are being destroyed. And that's, I mean, there's a clear <laughs> substantial benefit from that. Plus, if you look at the global markets, the, the global banks and uh, bankers and just corporations worldwide are benefiting majorly. And then China, they shut down for what, a month? Their economy's full on roaring ahead. And everybody else in the world shut down because they pretty much run the WHO and, in my opinion, Fauci and Bill Gates, who for some reason now Bill oh, Gates yeah, is the health expert. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I would just say there was a lot of people who stood to gain and did gain a lot from this uh, in a big, big way. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, that, that's definitely true. I guess it, with that, though, I mean, these people that are going to win with anything, I, I don't think they needed a pandemic to – uh, to get more power, um, at, at least not in not economic power. At least, 
they already have that. That's how the system's set up. It's, it's how it's designed to, to, to run. Right. But it's, I mean, it's a good point though. It's, this isn't stuff you can just ignore because it's, you're right. It's, it's definitely there. Yeah. And I, I think it's, uh, like, uh, we talked about this a while back on the show, but the, uh, Rockefeller Foundation put out a document in 2010 called Lockstep. And in it, they describe how a, a new strain of influenza that came from geese shut down the global economy and uh, caused, like, and that everybody globally had to put on masks. And China, they praised China in it, saying China fared the best because of their um, immediate. Uh, it's just, it's the whole thing is like start to finish, of, other than where the virus came from start to finish what's happening now. And it's, uh, yeah, it's called lockstep. I think we linked, sent a link mm-hmm. to the PDF in one of our previous show notes for an episode, but this, uh, it, it's not like people like Alex Jones are, you know, from the future. It's the fact that they read these documents written by billionaires, you know, from a couple decades back where they say their plans and then it happens. Right. And I mean, it, like, it's not hard to predict this stuff either. It's right. not like it's not. It was not hard to predict that there would be a a big virus like this that probably came out of somewhere in the, the in the east. I guess uh, probably came from some sort of animal. I mean, because we, we've had that before. We've had swine flu. We've had avian flu. Um, we've had this stuff. It's it's not a new thing. Like the concept, at least. Um, right now, something about this one is definitely new and weird and has taken everybody off guard and, and no one knows what to do. No one believes anything anymore. So that's caused massive chaos. It seems like. Right. But even if you, even if the numbers aren't inflated, which they are because you have doctors who are a lot of them have been censored, but you have doctors from across the world, especially in the United States saying like, yeah, we're being pressured to put COVID as a cause of death. Or like the dude that died in a motorcycle crash, the dude that got hit by a bus, people dying from cancer and heart attacks. Mm -hmm. If you test positive, that goes on the death count for COVID. But even if, let's say that, put all that aside, the numbers are still like, it's like a point, it's like a 99.8% survival rate. We have had, I mean, AIDS still kills 3,000 people a day. We didn't lock down for that. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, but AIDS isn't a is, is isn't as communicable or contagious as uh, or, I mean, not in the same way, at least. Right. As uh, as, but as the, COVID uh, seems to and, be. and then you oh. have even the UN admits that um, be, the like the, uh, the I think yeah, I'm I might be paraphrasing these numbers, but generally, um, ten to twenty million people a year usually starve to death in third world countries because of this global lockdown. It's going to be closer to uh, two hundred million. Oh yeah, it's not that's surprising. way more than the virus could ever have killed. So if you're really caring about life, this lockdown is you know killing way more people. It's just that there's so much the logical. The way lockdowns were implemented was like it, it was very silly how how they did the lockdowns. It's, it was very uh, yeah, well, not strange. Just, it makes sense because it was just, it's just the dumbest idea. And of course, that's what's going to happen. So. It seems like a global social experiment to me. Could be. It's uh, and then also the masks. You know, it helps. We can uh, figure out who's compliant and who's not. Who's a sheep? <laughs> and I'm not saying like okay, you shouldn't well, wear a mask, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's a very good litmus test to see who's uh, on board. Oh, is Donald here? 
<laughs> Sorry. No, if, uh, <laughs> while I was talking, I was pulling up. There's a student in Ireland. Uh, I think he's a professor. I saw this the other day, and I think it's he nails it right here. You know, we're, we're in a situation where absurdly and, and ludicrously, a government is ridiculously claiming that it is do, interested in saving lives and protecting people's health and is harassing a man with a, a health disability and dragging him into court because he refused to bend the knee to this tyranny. But also think, think about the fact that at the very height of this alleged pandemic back in April, there was no talk of compulsory masks. No. In all of May, when the, 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 the figures were dying away to nothing, there was no talk of compulsory May marks. In, in June, when there were no cases virtually at all, there was no talk of compulsory no. masks. Now, when it's all, it's all it's but gone. disappeared, it's gone. No, it's gone. It's gone. They are now bringing in compulsory masks. And the reason for that is they need visible evidence of terror. Yes. They need to create a visibility of the terror that they want to inculcate in the people. And that's why this is so important to them. These are really sinister people we're dealing with now. These are people that we previously thought of as people of our own kind, these politicians. We thought, but well, we have to start thinking of them now as alien beings, as hostile <laughs> beings to the Irish people. They are the enemies of the Irish people. Clearly, they are intent. Because the mask is a way of denying the very human face of the person. It is a way of taking away the individual, unique humanity of each person and turning us all into zombies and restoring us to a kind of animal state so that we no longer will look at each other coming down the street as Tom or Mick or Mary, my friend, my sister, my brother, but instead as a, as a, as a, as a, a festering mess of bacteria and viruses, which is a danger to my health. Oh! You know, I have to get out of the way. This is what they are turning the human person into with this, this whole thing. This is, and I'm not saying that our people are responsible for thinking this up. They don't have the brains for that or anything. But this is what they're implementing. This is the thinking behind it, to destroy the spirit of the human person, the individuality, the personality, the conscience, the character of the human person. That is what this project is about. I loved that analysis. Even though it's a little it's goofy. It's a fucking mask, dude. <laughs> it's, just, it's a fucking mask. But it's very, I don't understand it, well, it's why a, it's a big deal to, to people. It's the slippery... I, I, I'm fine with it as long as it's not mandated is my problem. Because as soon as people... The next step after that is mandating vaccines. It's just like... It, this is the training wheels for that. that that's, that, that's fair. And that's, that, that is something that I, that I have some serious reservations about. Uh, as, as far as whenever a vaccine comes out and what that's going to look like, uh, are Especially we going to have to prove that we got the vaccine to go out anywhere? Yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's that's uh, stuff like that. That's the next step. This whole like mandating masks, I think, is a trial balloon to s see how many people will see if enough of the population is going to shame everybody it, or force everybody and go along with in, into forced vaccinations. And and contact tracing, quite frankly, I mean, Google and Apple at the start of the pandemic just uh, started giving away all the data to government, <laughs> all the tracking uh, geodata, geolocation data. Um, I mean, they they had that anyway, or they they could get it anyway. Right, but it's uh, it's the fact that they just like present they present these things as a good thing. It's a uh, very nineteen eighty four. And I have no problem with. Well, how is wearing if, a mask not a good thing, though? Well, the the science behind what's it is the, what's very, bad about it. The science behind it is very flimsy. Even Dr. Fauci was correctly saying 
in April that it was like a bad idea for healthy people to wear a mask. Yeah. Well, also that there was a general just sentiment, especially among uh, from the U.S. government, that, that wearing a mask was was pointless and stupid. Uh, right. and, and only recently has that turned around, as it's become clear that it actually does help. Um, it, it's it's it well, has obviously if, helped in only if you're South sick. Korea and China and these places. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I mean. A mask isn't going to immediately make you immune to all diseases. That's not the point, though. Right. Uh, the way that I see wearing a mask, and, and this is just this is just my opinion. I'm not not going to attack you or anybody else who disagrees. Um, the way I see it is, the mask is effective if you're sick, um, and it's not effective for you because you already got it. It's effective for anybody else that you interact with. Um, because this is a disease that it may, I don't know if it's airborne or not. I don't know. It's there's been like there's so much different, different information yeah. from different. Yeah. What I think is safe to say is that it, if you water droplets, if you spit on somebody, I mean, not like literally spit on, but cough you know, when you sneeze. talk, when you sneeze, when you cough, that those are going to fly out into the air. And that's just how coughs and sneezes and stuff, this stuff works. Right. Um, and that gets on somebody, there's a risk of infection. Um, the thing with COVID is, again, as far as, as, as we can observe, as far as we know, um, it, it has a, a very long incubation period. Uh, it's very, there's a very high rate of asymptomatic cases. But even um, the WHO so like, has now admitted that asymptomatic people, they have yet to find any proof, even one example of asymptomatic people spreading it. That's true. That's the, There's still a lot we don't know. And I'm, I admit that. But. It's definitely the sort of thing where, because just because of the incubation period alone, uh, you could have it for up to a week, maybe even two weeks. I don't know if they've changed that since <laughs> since I last heard. Uh, you wouldn't know. Right. Uh, so I, I wear a mask mainly because uh, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it's it's sort of uncomfortable because I wear glasses and it's, I got to do it a particular way so it doesn't fog up my glasses. But that doesn't really bother me because I just think, hey, I might have it. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. So, and it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't harm me to wear it. I, I don't feel stupid really. I, I did it first just cause do you, do you, uh, you're wearing a thing on your face. Do you buy into like the health professionals? Cause there's a big debate in like the medical field and a lot of people saying both things. So I don't know who to trust, but a lot of doctors and pharmacists and, People are saying like most of these masks, you're basically giving yourself carbon uh, dioxide poisoning because you're not getting, you're just breathe, you're not getting oxygen in as well, and that's what okay, the headaches come from. I don't believe from. that. Uh, I, I, I personally, I don't believe that because it doesn't make sense to me. Because the point of a mask is not to keep out gas; it's to keep out water droplets. Uh, gas flows through things that water droplets can't. It's a different state of matter. Um, so it's, it, it, while it keeps in water droplets, it doesn't keep in carbon dioxide. That still flows through just fine. You still get oxygen. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that it would be otherwise because it's, it's gases. Right. And there's so many different types of masks. I mean, Fauci has even like said, you can just use like an old t-shirt, which I don't see what that's going to yeah. do. It's really, uh, well, it, it'll, it, it'll stop water droplets though. That, that's yeah. the thing. Or at least most of them, I don't know, a t-shirt might let some through, but yeah. it reduces it at least. I, I have no problem with masks. I have a problem with mandating them is my beef because it's just, it sets a precedent that if you can mandate that, then what else can you mandate? You know, seat belts, driver's licenses. <laughs> we mandate stuff all the time though. Do you think, uh, 
you think five years from now there's still gonna be like mandatory mask laws? Five years? Um, I don't think so. At least not in America. Um, I think a lot of uh, people have pointed out correctly that this shit might just end as soon as the election's over. I I I will I'll hold out for that. Uh, if that happens, which I wouldn't, it wouldn't really surprise me. Um, if that happens, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll buy into a lot more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no strange times, strange times indeed. We went a little longer I'm than I thought we would, but dude, this was a great chat, man. No, thanks for having me I on. Got, I got really involved. Enjoyed yeah, dude, uh, come on when uh, when my co-hosts are here. We can do a full episode, maybe cover a whole topic. Yeah, man, I, I'm going to get myself a, a proper mic, so I'll hopefully sound a little bit better. Beautiful. All right, uh, Parker Dew. You can find him on Twitter at, what is it, at Adequate Mail? Is that still your? A- Adequate Mail, yes. <laughs> M-A-L-E, not M-A-I-L. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, not adequate mail as in a parcel. As well, yeah, man, uh, come back on. Let's dive deep deep into a topic, and we can uh, – it'll be fun. You can bring some clips and some research to show, talk about whatever. Um, yeah, man. All right, take it easy, Parker. Thanks again. All right, you too, man. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm sure we can fake Ruth Bader Ginsburg going to work. Wow, okay. I did not know that.
I'm yeah, Emma didn't know that either. Food. I thought that was like a. I thought people. I don't even remember where I heard yeah. that the first time. As but. a uh, self-respecting Judeo-Christian moral-holding person, I revere the Jews as the the dominant breed. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the joke was in people in the seventies. I had, I was fucking twenty-five fat girls to get them to go get diet pills. All the fat girls in town was over at my house. Uh, <laughs> Baby, go over there and get them pills now and come on back over here. And I mean, I had all the fat women in town bringing me speed in the seventies till they cut that out. You know, in about seventy three, Noah, Noah, you couldn't get no diet pill. <laughs> what is that? That is hilarious. I've never heard. What is that? I played that on Hog Story today. Okay, so uh, Mike sure Judge, did. Mike Judge's tales from the tour bus. <laughs> is that really what that's from? Yeah. Oh my god, I've got to, I've got, that I'm watching show, that. That show is so fucking good. I have not been able to stop talking about it. It's really good. <laughs> oh, we're gonna check that out. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Oh, shit, real quick. AKA, have you guys ever watched Total Recall? Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. Total Recall? Yeah, like the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Total Recall. Um, yeah, I saw the remake with Colin Farrell too. It's been so long since I've seen the original Arnold Schwarzenegger one though. I watched that last night. That is a good, good movie. I remember the, is that the one that has the the three titties? Yeah, yeah, he goes to the bar and he's (laughs) looking for the, this girl and it's like, this girl turns around and goes, hey sugar, can I interest you with these? And she like pulls her shirt and hit like Arnold looks like goes, and she got like two boobs. Boobs just hanging out. <laughs> oh. Right. Well, I am. You actually wanted to talk about? Chris? I, I I just started recording. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm still kind of reeling from a hog story because that was a trip. We we literally spent like well, an hour after the show making the artwork, and I fought hard. I was like, they had like the, their artwork, uh, like screen sharing on Skype, and I told Fletcher, I was like, okay, what if? This tree right here had a hand sticking out, giving a thumbs up. <laughs> and I sent him a bunch of hands giving thumbs up over Skype, like JPEGs. And he fucking did. They did it. They like, so the next episode of Hawk Story, when you see all the thumbs up, that was, I fought hard for that. <laughs> thumbs up. And I literally, like, we were fucking giggling for like a half hour about that. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. It was fun. You're cute. That's very cute. Were they Vietnamese? You don't know shit because you never been fucked in the ass. Wow. <laughs> that is that is very true. Hey, right, Chris. Yeah. Chris. Were the, were the hands in question severed Vietnamese hands? Because they I were. Su- <laughs> one was like a businessman with like a black businessman sleeve, and the other one was just a naked hand giving a thumbs up. I'm really, I would, I'm really happy. I, like, I thought, like, I, I told him several times, like, you don't have to post this, but send me a copy of this because I want to have this picture. But they, I think they're using it for the actual artwork. They liked my thumbs up idea on the artwork for the episode. So let's, uh, so what are we, uh, are we, what are we talking about tonight, Chris? What do you want to talk about? I, it's just been kind of a chit chat for all these so far. I had, uh, Webster Hamilton, hey, hey. had Parker do. Oh. Hey. All right, Washington Redskins football. I want to talk about that for a second. I'm getting getting aggravated. All right, about it. 
Okay. Are y'all familiar? Yeah. Um, they are. They are, are a major sports team based in the state of Washington. Correct. That is absolutely incorrect. They are a major sports team based in Washington D.C. Uh, they ah. obviously NFL football team, Washington Redskins. They're changing their name because of what's going on. Uh, and today, major ESPN dude is, uh, on Twitter said that they are officially, as of right now, changing their name to the Washington football team. That is their name. <laughs> <laughs> no way, no way. That's is that for real? They're actually, even, they're changing it to joking, just the football team. 100%. It's not permanent. It's not permanent. That's their temporary placeholder. That's fucking crazy. So this crazy. is where we're at right now. We wow. are entering training camp with a national football team named the Washington Football Team. Did you uh, Did you hear That's the No Agenda clip they played of the Reds, like um, all the Native Americans talking about the Redskins yeah. and how they liked the Redskins, yeah. and they're kind of like disappointed that they're changing the name because they think it was yeah. pretty cool. Wouldn't that yeah. almost be I like mean, representation for them? You know, right? So, like the way I look, nobody at it, bothered to ask be, the minority. That might not be indicative of all, you know, Native Americans, because it was probably somewhat biased. You know, that clip. I'm sure it wasn't. You know, right? Every Native American. But the polls I've seen is like it's way, like eighty percent plus aren't offended by it, and that was years ago. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, that's kind of how everything is. You have the, the vocal minority that's leading the charge for something that doesn't reflect the uh, the view of the, the populace at whole. But, um, like, I mean, think the way I look at it is, like, if you had a football team called, say, the Washington Whiteskins, like, I'd be all about it, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, it's just got a bald white thinking, dude, fist in the yeah, air. Yeah, your, your, your mascot could be like a bowl of potato salad. It doesn't matter. Like, I'd still root for it. You know, it's like, that's, that's my team, you know? But, like, if you did, the argument there would be, well, it's supporting white supremacy. So, like, if it was the Washington Blackskins, it'd be, oh, we're, we're you know, making making light of an entire race. So, it's like it's a complete double standard. And it's, Point being, you, know, you can't win. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely but, Yeah, like you said. Affecting, you know. Yeah, like you said, yeah, there's always a vocal minority that really uh, – gets to kind of run the show because once you have a lot of it doesn't have to be a lot it just has to look and sound like a lot of people getting really offended by something yeah, and people they, who are, you know undereducated overstimulated as the the, the popular no agenda uh, oh yeah i like that too but yeah it's uh, uh yeah underinformed and over socialized but i like overstimulated also that's uh I mean, that's what, that's what social media is. It's, it's a stimulation to, you know, dopamine levels, getting likes and whatnot. Like, it's a plague. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, and you got them naked chicks on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. <laughs> it's real it is. <laughs> so, like, I think, you know, you make an obvious overstatement of it. Sports is my jam. I love sports. And it's this... Woke nonsense is uh, invading my territory, so I feel like I have to say something about it. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, yeah. the Washington Redskins, that is not racist, okay? If it was the Washington Prairie Wiggers, yeah, that would be racist, you know? That's obvious. <laughs> it's, not, it's not racist to have your emblem, the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, all of those represent Native American. Yeah, and it's kind of know. the same... 
it's kind of the same thing. It's like they were wanting to change the uh, Uncle Ben's and the Aunt Jemima stuff. It's it, it's not sports, but it's the kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, this could potentially be offensive to some people, so we're gonna change it just on the on the off chance someone is truly offended by this. Yeah, and it's just it does make a lot of sense. Do you remember the Cartoon Wars two part episode of South Park when it was like Family Guy was showing an episode of Muhammad? Like <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, the, the point they make is really good. It's like once one group gets offended and gets like an episode pulled and censors free speech, then it creates a landslide because then anybody like it's it creates a slippery slope where anybody that's offended can get something taken down, and we're there. Yeah, clearly we're there. I mean, it's it was kind of a joke and considered something like that crazy people believed would happen, but now it's happening and it has been for a little while. People. Like that openly support the president of the United States get fired from their jobs, and that is a real thing that is happening in a lot of places. Oh, I saw that where that dude tweeted. Um, what did he tweet? It was Trump like, is our uh, president. Yeah, and it was like well, <laughs> I saw a couple of things. That was like uh, one of apparently it was like one of a few things that they brought up whenever he lost his job. Oh, okay. But, but there, it was essentially, it was like, the other thing was like liberals or idiots or something along right. those lines. But it's, and they kind of like put them all together and then presented it and they're like, we don't want you here. But, it but was that's, like, that's one example of tons of examples. You know, even if that was justified or not, like, the, uh, it's kind of like I was well, talking. I'm not even saying that was. Right. But it's, um, fascism and communism seem to be right now being ushered in by, corporatism for example i was not allowed to go inside of walmart the other day because i did not have a face mask on corporations wouldn't let you in no and that is walmart wide policy now um wow so and target's doing the same thing so my point point being is like it's the same reason social media censorship it's like yeah they're a private company but at a certain point when we have monopolies that run everything dictating stuff like this they're they become more powerful than the government yeah well, I mean, also, I would say more powerful and say they, they are the government you know right like you know you got lobbyists and everything funding it so it's not necessarily that they're more powerful they could be subverted with a you know it take a massive wide scale movement for that to happen but it's not like it's unfixable it's just it hasn't reached the point where everybody's self-aware enough to realize what the actual problem is like people talk about it but they're not it's not affecting day-to-day life yet so you know give it yeah and I th- 20 years i think and, uh, uh, we might be in the middle of a civil war you know yeah definitely and i think another thing that's really affected all of, like the especially the influence that like large corporations have is all of the shutdowns and stuff because small businesses that didn't have like the capital to keep themselves open had to either just temporarily shut down or permanently shut down. But like the corporations and everything that have billions and billions of dollars in reserve, they can afford to just keep the doors open under whatever circumstances that come around so they can keep growing. And if they're the only option that you have, mm-hmm. then you have to go to them. Yeah. Look at and what's so an essential like business. Just... Taco Bell and Walmart. Oh Yeah. But, Man, I don't know what I do if Taco Bell shut down. <laughs> Small businesses, not they're not essential. Yeah, there's but, a clear. you lose weight? <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't have tacos. 
Today on the podcast, we're going to be making one of my favorite snacks of all time using saltine crackers, peanut butter, and a little bit of cayenne pepper. They're called Texas Pussy Snappers. <laughs> That's completely inappropriate. I'm offended. This sounds disgusting, too. <laughs> Texas Pussy Snappers. Peanut butter and cayenne pepper? What in the world? What is that? What is it even going to taste like? That's from Sick Anim. That's the Dog Daddy Sick Animation video. Shout out to Sick Animation. Hey, yo, it's Dog Daddy. <laughs> Whistle boy. <laughs> this is serious. You, like, no, okay. Wow, it was loud. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar, but uh, there is a senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Uh, you may have heard of him. Creepy Ted. He's got a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with everything he has to say. But he's got a podcast called Blind Verdict, which I've uh, recently discovered, and it's you know it's your conservative media for the most part. But they had a uh, Weinstein or stop, uh, Eric Weinstein on there uh, yeah. today. Actually, they posted. I listened to it on the way home, and uh, it was it was because you know talk about free speech and uh, merging that into like economic growth and what the whole movement going on right now is all about. And they uh, from a you know bipartisan view kind of dissected it from these lens. And for anybody who's interested in educating themselves on how discourse should actually happen, and that that's a brilliant example. I was very impressed with that podcast. It did a good job. It was Eric Weinstein, not, Ted Cruz. not his not his brother Brett. <laughs> Ted. No, it was Eric. Yeah, okay, I will uh, say Ted. Yeah, not, I Ted think Cruz we uh, looks so much better with the beard. That's exactly what I was about to say. Ted, I think yeah. Caleb and I've been talking about yeah. this. He looks creepy yeah, without looks the like, beard. With the beard, he's like, okay, I can, I, I, I can tolerate this guy. Looks like he might like, you know, he might rustle something every now and again, like rustle a cow, yeah. or something. Like he's got. Like, no, a I rant. mean, if you're going to be the leader or a, a vocal leader in the Republican Party and you don't have facial hair, you wind up like Lindsey Graham and get called a turtle and you're a living meme. So, you well, Trump doesn't have the facial hair. But have you seen the uh, pictures where it's different? President is different. There's a there's president hasn't had facial hair since like Grover <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. What was true. The, what's the guy with the big? Uh, oh, who was the guy? Was that Grover Cleveland that had like the huge mutton chops? Probably. Uh, I think one, one of the Roosevelts say, had some mutton chops, but not that big. Not the Roosevelt. He had a mustache. Teddy had a mustache. Yeah. Teddy, you're Teddy right. He rocked that stash, man. Hey, Rock, uh, oh, yeah. dude, the only you, president to get shot in the middle of a speech and then continue to finish the speech. Just kept Have you seen the side by side pictures of Trump where, like, it's like a real picture of Trump, and then the one next to it is the same picture, but he they give him a shaved head and like a beard. He looks bad, fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, they like, put AirPods. I've seen like where they got AirPods. They like give him cornrows and AirPods and like a goatee. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> it's like. Whoa, this guy. The one with the like shaved head and the beard <laughs> makes him look like awesome. I really think it was the AirPods that got me. Imagine Trump coming out, giving a speech. He's got one AirPod in. Always give a speech. Maybe he's got like a, like a grill in and one like diamond earring. I would tell you like the last cent that I had in my entire savings, if Trump walked out like Vince McMahon and just straight up rocked it all the way to the podium and said, listen here, and just went on whatever he was going to talk about. It wouldn't even matter past that. You know, listen. I'd be, I'd be sold. <laughs> listen. Listen. I mean, can you imagine that? You drink 18 beers. 
<laughs> of 4.2 alcohol percentage of whatever kind of beer you want. It doesn't really, it honestly doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> I really want Trump and Vince McMahon to wrestle again. I think, or to actually wrestle, not have people in between. If they actually wrestle, and if Vince win, he wins, he becomes president. <laughs> and if Trump wins, he takes over the WWE. <laughs> Did you see uh, Mike Tyson's about to start boxing again? Yeah, yeah. He's on a lot of drugs, man. How old? He's on a lot of drugs. How old is that dude? He's got his own late fifties. Yeah, his podcast is called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's got his own pot farm, his own brand, and everything. He, uh, is he I would though? imagine. Like, I mean, to, he's been I doing DMT that, a lot. Yeah, that's not exactly how you prepare for a boxing match. Just growing a bunch of weed and doing DMT. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you like, see him hitting the bag, though, he's still a that. scary motherfucker. I mean, yeah, I'd like, you know, he could probably sell me grills at the same rate that he could box somebody, but I'll go for it. Like, I'll watch it, you know. <laughs> Taste the meat, not like the heat. Follow George Fleurman, man. He, he figured it out. He got done, and he started selling grills to people. And he just, everybody loves him. Yeah. And I think, I think Mike Tyson started out, like, trying to do that with the, with the selling pot and stuff and kind of becoming, like, a, a Joe Rogan-esque figure. And he had the Adult uh, Swim yeah, show. I, yeah, I mean, it only had like one or two seasons. It didn't no, 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 no. Se- uh, I think Got season it. five just came out. Really? It's still going on? I I just watched season four on Hulu. Huh. Well, I thought it only had one season or two seasons, and then they got rid of it. I don't know if it's still going, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's got at least five seasons. Anyways, I just don't see what's who's he going to box? You know, like... Uh, Roy oh, Jones Jr., yeah. I believe, is the match, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I haven't, I didn't dig too deep into it. Uh, like, my, my big thing with him, just from a PR standpoint, is what does he have to gain from this fight? Like, if he wins, it, you know, it, it looks good and everything, but it's not the same as him, you know, back in his heyday. Like, he has nothing to prove. Mike Tyson his, to his, face Roy like, Jones Jr. September 12th in an exhibition match. But yeah, he's already like one of the greatest boxers ever. So what does this really do for him? Like, maybe he's going to he bite somebody else's his... ear off. I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, the only thing he can really get out of this is negative publicity, which I guess any publicity is good publicity. But he's kind of viewed by the people who don't keep up with him as like you know kind of crazy and just off his rocker. And this is only going to fodder the fire. So like, I just you know the people behind him, you know his managers and stuff. I I don't see. Unless there's a ton of money involved in it and he needs it or something, but like, I just, I don't see what he stands to gain from it. I'm sure there's a lot of money in it. So that like the people, like the managers, PR people, I'm sure they stand to gain a whole lot of money from this, especially like, oh yeah, pay per view and like, like, you know, whoever's going to be, uh, broadcasting it's going to make a ton of money. But, but on Mike Tyson's part, like you're saying, the only thing he really stands to gain is if he does just like, he has to come out there and just handle the guy. Like, he's just got to come out there and, you know, boom, boom, boom for it to really be anything positive for him. Because if he loses, yeah. it's just like, oh, old, old guy Mike Tyson got whooped. 
You know, it's like <laughs> he took his hover wound up into the ring, went up there and got you know his literal face beat into his asshole. And then, yeah, you know, way to go, Mike Tyson! Way too good. Well, a lot you of people saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, black equality. How about it? You know, you just got your face beat in on national television, and people paid to watch it. I hope you feel good about yourself. I and mean, he chose just, to do this too. Yeah, it's like you got his managers have got to be like you know even. They're the only ones going to get anything out of it. I mean, come on, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, though. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. Now. I'll definitely watch so, it because I, mean, I want to watch it on the off chance that it's like he, like, has, like, a – he's got, like, a – he's got, like, a bowl out there, and he just rips a huge thing of DMT right before he gets into the <laughs> ring. And then like he, out gets of a crack, yeah. he just murders the other guy. Just, just like boom, like one punch, and the dude's head explodes or something. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, nobody's for the nobody's small died in a sporting event in a while. It's way overdue. Somebody needs to die on you know TV. It needs to happen. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be a Kyle Bush. Wait, really? Hey, man! God, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. I tell you what, I mean, I wish Antifa would go to his house and start, you know, riding around it. Because he's the one that deserves it. He's the biggest just load of human garbage on the face of the Man, I think he could run for president and win with that as your slogan. I really do. Trump should probably start paying attention. Dude, what if, what if, uh, what if, yeah, what if Trump 2020 like change the slogan to "fuck Kyle Bush." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, speaking of running for president, have you guys been following this Kanye thing where he's like tweeting crazy Not shit and really. then deleting it about how the Kardashians are involved in sex trafficking and all this shit? I really haven't been following that too closely because I don't. I yeah, mean, so like, I don't think he's actually gonna run. I'm voting for him. Ah. Okay. Trump's going to win Tennessee uh, like I, anyway. Re- <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Now, like, uh, I got Twitter this week and was, you know, pleasantly surprised that this is what it is. It's just adults acting like children. Yeah. And then Kanye <laughs> yeah. starts, like, tweeting, and I don't even know how to read it because it's all abbreviated, and I don't I don't keep up with the hip-hop game or anything to do with it. And I'm like, I have, I'm have i having to go through other people. Like, what does this mean? I feel like, you know, 70-year-old grandma is like, what is the TV? Like, how do they get those people in there? Did you guys watch any of his first uh, campaign rally? I, like, I not really. I saw, like, five seconds of it where he's, like, falling over. He started crying about abortion and how about like he was almost aborted by his dad or whatever, or his dad almost had him aborted. But like the thing that really got the most press was when he said Harriet Tubman didn't Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves; she just had him go work for other white people. Oh yeah, I heard that, and I was like, well, I mean, he's not. I mean, it's like it when sounds, he said yeah, slavery. Yeah, it's like when he said slavery yeah, it's was not, a like, choice. Totally wrong. Yeah, they well, it's a. It's also an out-of-context clip. I mean, he was talking about all kinds of stuff, but like on TMZ when he said slavery, 400 years, y'all were slaves? That sounds like a choice. And then he goes on to talk about mental prisons and how the media keeps us in mental prisons to think the people don't have power and that we're all one human race. And They just isolate the slavery was a choice thing like they isolate the Rosa Parks thing. It's, uh, I don't, I think, uh, I, he's not going to win, but I think, 
I'm interested to see what yeah. happens in 2024, 2028 with Kanye. Yeah, maybe at least he'll bring some stuff to like uh, the conversation. Like he'll add something to what the politicians have to talk about. Like he's right. like real involved in the media. So like Yang did. Like Yang did with UBI. Expose. Yeah, he at least brought that forward. That's now like a talking point that people like. Like, hey, this is something we're going to have to think about at some point when robots can do everything. And there's a bunch of people that are don't have the access to any kind of education, and we got to do something with them. And you know, there's no more like, like there's no more like uh, <laughs> gas station and retail jobs for them. <laughs> yeah, speaking as a retail associate, I see this happening. I literally every day can see like everything moving closer and closer to stuff being fully automated. So there's going to be a point when the human aspect of this stuff is literally just a luxury. A Afforded to certain customers who want that, and everybody else who wants streamlined uh, service and processes are going to get it because there's going to be automation that's going to be more affordable than paying a person to come in and do a job, an unpredictable person to come in and do the job. They're going to have a very predictable machine that's going to be able to streamline it. And that, like UBI, him bringing that up was cool about that. So I want, I think Kanye is going to be able to bring forward like stuff about like how uh, the media kind of like makes you think a certain way. Is going to be able to try to like break people out of that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's happening already. You know, like I mean, he's definitely a, an advocate for it. But I think you know, just the average person. Now that you turn on whatever cable news or even broadcast news you want, you're going to get an obvious bias in one way or the other. And it's like for the older generations who were kind of you know they're used to that, they're still happy with it. But like most rational human beings under the age of we'll say 40 are like, they can, they, they smell the BS and it's, they're, you know, actively looking for something or avoiding it altogether. So the rise of like, uh, uh, Tim pool is one who I've really started following a lot because he seems pretty unbiased, you know, and he's, I don't agree with him on everything, but, uh, people are actively who want to are actively seeking out information. And I think that'll, the checks and balances just in a, in a free market of information, as long as it stays somewhat of a free market of information, will handle itself. So, like, Kanye, while I don't think he has any political future, like, the black community definitely does have issues they need to work out amongst themselves, you know, as well as laws that need to be changed and whatnot. But, you know, advocates like Killer Mike, uh, he's been somebody I've been paying attention to. Like, he's got some good points. Uh, Kanye. And yeah, you know, you, you have to look within your own cultural values for leadership. And if all you got is Al Sharpton and whatever, you know, elected mayor you have, then you're just going to get spoon-fed one, you know, basically your CNN or Fox News just in with a black spin on it. So, you know, with the rise of black conservatism challenging the narrative, I think that'll lead to people like Kanye, like Candace Owens, and even your more... Uh, left-leaning like Killer Mike, you know, they're going to they're gonna have a voice that's going to be more respected, and they're actually speaking stuff that makes logical sense. They're advocating for things that would change the community, you know, talking about, you know, single motherhood, talking about gang violence and stuff and black-on-black crime. You know, there is things to be worked out within, you know, police reform and everything, but, you know, if you don't start in your own house, how do you expect to change the world? And that's something I think Kanye can really have a good voice on because he is, you know, respected as much as he is in the hip-hop community. And even all the baggage that comes with him, I mean, he's got a platform. He can use it, and he is. So as long as he's 
free to speak his mind, I think he can do a whole lot of good. That is all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I really like to see that there's just more, like, there's just more and more different voices coming out of, like, smaller sections of the population like that. Like black conservatism and everything, like how Kanye is kind of promoting ideas that are not just the narrative. And I think that's really what's important. And I think that really is a, it's almost like a reason why, like, uh, why Trump was so popular when he was first running and why, like, there's still the people that, like, fervently back him is because he was like, it was kind of that, but he was, he used, like, he simultaneously went for the older population that just wanted to hear whatever they wanted to hear. And he also tried to speak some logical sense. He tried to, like, kind of, like, bring the two together. He didn't do it perfectly. I'm not even going to say he did it well. But he did it well enough. Better than anybody else that was up there. He wasn't just up there droning yeah. on about what was going on. And I think that's, like, I think Trump kind of uh, solidified that from now on, if you want to become president, you have to bring that kind of energy and that kind of uh, relativism to the stage. Like, you can't just get up there and be Mitt Romney. You can't get up there and be yeah. Jeb Bush. You can't get up there and be any of these guys anymore. You actually have to bring something up there. You can't just be, it's not like getting the, it's not like standing in line for the job above you anymore. You actually have to try to get it. Yeah, I hope you're right. I really do because this election is going to prove that theory right or wrong because you've got Joe Biden who is living in his basement and when he is seen or uh, cognizant enough to make a couple of sentences right off a of teleprompter sound, you know, audible, then they play that clip on CNN and tell you how great he is. So, I mean, you're yeah. getting Trump, who's eating himself, you know, I'm voting for Trump, hands down, and I've got my reasons why we can go into that if you want. But, I mean, the main thing is the the establishment as is, the rhino Republicans, the, the, the left media, you know, they're all, it feels like the establishment against Trump. And whether Trump's Good or bad for the country in a long-term, you know, policy is up for debate. But in the short term, where it's the the establishment is, I mean, deep state, if you want to call it that. But it's just, you know, the, the status quo of how politics is in this country is against Donald Trump. And it's not the ideal situation, I guess. But I'll vote for the middle finger before I vote for the man. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and Joe Biden is literally the epitome of uh, entrenched in the machine. Like, he's been doing it for 30, 40 years. He's literally just done whatever he can to advance himself, flip-flop on stuff. He's just done everything that every other politician in his place has done, where they have just clawed their way to the point that they're at. They've waited in line. They've waited their turn. They've done what they had to do to get there. And it's like, okay, are we going to vote for the guy who came out of left field again, or are we going to vote for the person who is entrenched in this. That's really, it's like, are we yeah. voting for the system or are we voting to try to change the system? Even though, and I don't think Trump is, I really don't think he is the best guy. He really hasn't, in my opinion, done a lot of the stuff he said he was going to do. But he still is, like you said, the he's the better option of the two. He's the middle finger, which is better than just giving in to the system. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about the way our, uh, you know, political system is ran is there's enough checks and balances in place to where if Trump is, you know, the new Hitler, like, he can't destroy that much that quick. You know, you look at the last four years, and they said he was going to run the country into the ground, and, I mean, 
it's really kind of just been the same thing. He's just been screaming about building the wall and stuff. So yeah, it, really. I'm not COVID, worried. Nothing you know, really extreme had happened. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, that's a whole that's a whole another can of worms right there in itself. Yeah. But uh, like, so even if you don't think of Trump as a good candidate, which you know in a traditional political sense he's not, he is definitely very liberal with his use of Twitter. Um, yeah. But the uh, the the alternative is you're voting for the mannequin Joe Biden and. I mean, you've already watched the DNC for the last two elections basically handpick their candidate. It, it's not up to the voters anymore. And, and, you know, that's one thing Eric Weinstein brought up a lot, and he actually tweeted it today. Uh, but, you know, Democrats are just, they're falling in line with this narrative. They're not looking into it for themselves. And, you know, mm-hmm. Republicans are definitely guilty of that too. Definitely. Like during the George Bush years, there was a whole lot of that vote red no matter what. You know. Oh, yeah. There was a whole yeah, lot I mean, of obstacles going on there. But, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah, that came to I mean, bite them when uh, when uh, Barack Obama was running because they kept trying to run just middle of the line party guys like John McCain and Mitt Romney. Like those guys are entrenched in the Republican Party. They're like, oh, these guys might be able to pull it out. They're you know good old boys in the party, and they couldn't because yeah, they couldn't match they, the they energy were... that Obama <laughs> brought. I mean, yeah, like, they because were he did. He brought that very. And... Like cognitive and and competent Joe Biden's wearing a red tie. That's what they were, and you know they've got yeah. the party has somewhat differences, but they're in it for keeping the status quo, even if that means you know all the negative stuff that has to happen. So long as they don't affect the everyday life of average Joe, they can do whatever they want. And like that, the the thing that's coming to a head right now is they're starting to affect average Joe. So yeah, know, in my opinion, this. Selection is basically: Are you awake to what's going on around you? Like seeing how the machine is grinding its gears. It's in fifth gear right now, and they're hauling butt down the racetrack against Trump. You know, and love him or hate him, like he's definitely not part of the machine. He's definitely not. So it's uh, It's, it's and it's not that he has it. Yeah, and it's not that he hasn't done things that are definitely not like definitely more in line with just like a. Uh, business as usual inside of the government. He definitely has done some things like that. I feel like he concedes yes, to yeah. like small things that'll keep him in good faith with the people around him. But there's like a bunch of stuff that he does done that is definitely outside of what would be expected of a normal candidate. Like he isn't just completely bought and sold. There is at least an aspect of him that is trying to do something. I don't know if it's good or bad, really, because, you know, that's only something you could really know if you were involved in the upper most parts of politics. But it seems to be good. It seems to be that he's trying to help the common man as much as he can. Whether or not he actually is. is oh, jeez. Oh, that burp was way down in there. Uh, Get it well, all in there. It seems. Oh, had to come up. It was coming up one pipe or the other. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like, I mean, overall... At the very least, he is very entertaining as president. <laughs> yes. That, that is kind of what I'm really looking for because it's like the decisions that get made, like 90% of them are pretty much already made because there's already like a, a plan in place that can't really be stopped. It can be altered a little bit, it seems, but it's been going on for 40 years, it seems like, and 
there's small things that can happen. There's little things that can happen to change small aspects of it, but it's pretty much chugging along and there's not any one person that can change it. But if that is the case, which I believe it is, I at least want somebody entertaining to be at the head of the, of the plane. Like think about it. Like if you're in, if you're on an airplane and you're playing, it's like, well, we've lost four of our five engines. We're on a slow descent. We're going to hit the ocean. Everybody's going to die. But you got the choice. You can either have a, you can either have a actual captain up there who's just going to tell you, you know, it's like, hey, this is what's going on. Or you could have like, I don't know, Gilbert Gottfried up there screaming the whole time. We're gonna crash. Ah! Yeah, we got to probably go yeah, with Gilbert would you Gottfried because watch... it's more entertaining. Would... Would you rather watch like Lost or Airplane? I'd rather watch Airplane. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Lost is just, like I, there's I, a point. Yeah, that's just that was a dumbest show. Like I couldn't even I couldn't do it. Like I felt like I was just losing IQ points left and right. That's tempting. To I watch actually got show. into for like, for the first couple of seasons, like the first two seasons, I was into Lost. I was like, okay. It's kind of suspenseful. I'm kind of wanting to figure out what's going on. And then after about, like, by the time season three was started, I was like, this, they don't know where they're going with this. They didn't have a plan when they started. They probably thought they were getting canned after the first or second season, and now they're just <laughs> making, like, shit up. And I'm like, eh. Oh, I got to the ending. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait a second. What, they like it? They like the show? We're going to keep going? We're going to keep getting paid? <laughs> and it's like, okay, we got to we gotta figure out How about it? <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, by the end of the show, I was like, eh, nah, nah, y'all lost me. That was kind of the same way I felt about Dexter. Like, Dexter, like the first two, three seasons of Dexter, fantastic. And then the rest of Dexter the cartoon was just... or the, the murder mystery series? <laughs> the, mur- the murder mystery series, not the cartoon. Ah, okay. All right. Mm. Yeah, it was like real good at first, and then by the end of it, it's just like, eh. <laughs> like the, yeah, very, the candy, very last uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it was eh. the very last episode irritated me because they like wrap it up, and I was like, Ugh. the way they wrapped it up was bad. Yeah, if I can remember right, it was you know it's kind of like most like the Sopranos. You got that. Uh, I I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but most of the series that are not, you know, like Family Guy or American Dad, the, the ending can never live yeah. up to the billing. Just it's nobody will be happy. Yeah. Did you finish The Sopranos? Uh, I never no, finished I'm, The Sopranos. To be honest, to be honest, I've uh, never actually watched a full episode of that show. Like I'm just not into the wow. uh, that. That's not my jam. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I, I say I don't watch a lot of I TV. Watched, I'm, I'm honest about it. That's that's fair. That's fine too. That's probably a good thing. She got a one inch packer. Probably the first five or six seasons. There it is. <laughs> I had to get oh, one. That was one. That was one. one. That, was one. that was the first one. one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, far, I'm really off. I was listening to <laughs> while I was pooping, while I was pooping, and while I was smoking a cigarette, I was uh, hearing you guys talking. I. I really like the analogy of the plane crashing. It's like, would you rather have a pilot telling you what's what's up, or Gilbert Gottfried? Uh, oh my <laughs> God, I, fucking, crash. I can't do a good Gilbert. I fucking Godfrey, laughed but. out loud. He got canceled. He was like <laughs> one of the early cancel culture people. Because remember when he tweeted out that joke about uh, yeah. how like uh, he made some kind of joke about how about a, the tsunami that hit Japan. 
and made fun of Asians dying, and then they, uh, um, Affleck, uh, fired him from voicing the Affleck duck. Oh wow! Affleck. Affleck. You know, there's a lot of Affleck, Affleck commercials during during football, and I watch a lot of football, and those commercials did get drastically worse after they got rid of him. Like I don't, yeah. I will never buy Affleck insurance ever. I don't know anybody that has Affleck. Yeah, Yo, I, mean, I don't even really know what it is. I feel like it's a money laundering scheme. Problem. It's insurance. That's pretty much what insurance is. Yeah, true. Well, that is true. They, they take That's your true. money, they pile it up, and then who knows what they do with it. They don't give it back to you. That, they deny you. <laughs> Denied. My God, are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got any other good King of the Hill clips? Uh, let me, let me hit you with what I got. Alright. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? <laughs> well, you should be, cause you are dirt! <laughs> hey, what, uh, what, what, one of you, Sam or Caleb, give me a, uh, give me a, something that you believe for your worldview. Just a, a solid truth that you hold dear. Um, the Earth is round. Uh, it is not. Flat. You're talking like a song from the Lion King. Stop that! It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a flat Earth for sure. I mean, every time I go out, I look and it's still flat. We you talked know, about uh, on a hog line. story today. Point of reference, about... dude. Come on. <laughs> I was like, for the <laughs> first, <laughs> for the first like forty-five minutes of hog story, I was. Pretty fucking big, uh, but we talked about um, we talked about flat Earth for a little bit, if I remember right. I also brought up that yeah, this is we. Oh, you heard that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I can't wait to get Shandon on the podcast, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Gonna be awesome. Yeah, make sure he's got yes. clips. Make sure he's got clips and, and references and notes and everything. Make him bring the info. I want to have to fight. I remember when he for my belief that the Earth is round. I remember like what. Uh, this is kind of similar to when we did the uh, Faust and Furious episode when I was talking about how like the proof that the artists sold their soul to the devil included tenacious D on Jay Leno making a joke about like how else would be we'd be on Jay Leno if we hadn't sold our souls and they're like oh it's proof tenacious D sold their souls like Shannon kind of like has and I'm not saying all of his evidence is bad because he does make good points and Shannon's a smart guy love you Shannon but he sent me a video he's a great dude he's points. got some very flawed world views but he's a good dude well, I mean, yeah, yeah. he, he, the, even, even like flat earth, like he's made some points that made me go, hmm, okay, yeah, there's, that's weird. I'm not a flat earther, but like, but I you, like it. But, but the, see, the point is, what he argues is, well, well, my, it's not, it's not actually facts for it being a flat earth. It's just like, well, they lied about this or this is the fact. Right. So A, it leads to B, which must lead to C. It's like, it's like, uh, what he says at first makes sense, but he just ties it to flat earth. Yeah. You're right. And and my my point was, uh, similar to the tenacious D making that joke is proof they sold their souls to the devil in that, in that video. It's the same thing with what Shannon sent me for flat earth proof because they were using clips from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
about how <laughs> science is wrong in like a proof hey, video for Flutter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and Isaac Newton discovered gravity, is, uh, but died drinking mercury like a bitch. That proving <laughs> that science is wrong sometimes, and that was in the flat Earth video compilation. It's like, uh, okay, uh, that sounds about wow. right. No, like, but one of his, at least when he was over here, we had a hour long discussion about it. That was the Super Bowl, Bowl right? A, when we were over there, yeah, that was a. Yeah, that was mind-blowing for me. I had never actually met a living, breathing human being that believed that, so I was fascinated. It's like being at the zoo. I know a couple of them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's people out there, but he ties it back, not all of his points, but a lot of his points to biblical uh, aspects, and, you know, I'm fairly well-versed in theology and all that, and, you know, it's all pseudoscience once you boil it down. So I'm sure in the scientific stuff that I'm not, you know, well-educated in, uh, you could probably pseudoscience a lot of that out. True. Yeah, and with all the biblical stuff, that like, because I heard him tie like the stuff into biblical stuff too. First of all, you're trying to reassociate something to mean what you want it to mean. You have like he has no real evidence to prove that what the Bible was saying at that particular point is actually what he's referring it to. It's sort of like. Uh, Where is Middle East on a basketball? That was okay. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. Yeah, okay. I heard you talk about that, (laughs) and I was like, that, Chris, like, literally, that's just like a hippy-dippy, like, like, world community thing. You feel me? Yeah. That's a Joel at the gas station reference. Like, that's something Joel would say. Yeah. Well, that's the point I was trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) Joel. Yeah, that's about that's about on that level. Yeah, I mean, I try. I interviewed yeah. a schizophrenic. Did you know you pussied out the old pussy? I sure did. Man, I'd already been talking forever. I was all my nerves were all shot, and then I tried to jump in when he was already talking, and I was like, "What am I even gonna say?" He seemed like a nice guy. He seemed like a nice, good man. I find myself I agreeing with a lot nothing. of what he said too. He didn't. He, well, Chris, he there was nothing to agree with. Yeah, it was I just mean, all uh, the stream of death, consciousness. Chris. Yeah, <laughs> stream of consciousness. What is that even like? People, some people, some people like Chris are sometimes <laughs> pliable in, in the moment because they want to have some sort of relationship with a person who's you know Joel at the gas station and. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. That's that's a good point. That's, I'm going to launch. We're getting a little too serious. I think I want to launch it into something just real. It's on my nerves because at work it's just been coming up. Like I just insulted you, and everybody kind of thought it was funny because words are words, and it's you know unless you're if you're picking out a character flaw in somebody, it's you know normally because you a you don't have an argument and you don't know the person, or b because you know the person and you're just you know shooting the breeze with him it's like a term of endearment and with the uh with the rise of the whole woke culture you know it's uh degrading human interaction into social media you know 180 characters or whatever so like that's something i want to bring back i want to bring back insulting each other i think that's something that needs to happen you know growing up that was the thing like you didn't call your brothers by their names it was you know fatso or big head or what what, what did you guys call matthew gumball oh yeah 
Was it Gumball? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was something. It, it was, there was a few was? for Matthew. I remember Gumball. Yeah, that was definitely one. He wore a striped shirt one <laughs> yeah, time. Was... He wore a colorful striped <laughs> shirt, and I started calling him Gumball. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it took. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, he might be emotionally scarred for the rest of his life, but it was hilarious, and everybody thought 70s, it was funny. I, had, I was fucking so. 25 fat girls. <laughs> I remember... We used to call Lucas Dead by Thirty. That, that dead was by for 30. a while. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dead by Thirty. Yeah, there's still time. Mean. There is still time. Yeah. Dude, I used to live up to it. I mean, when I was fifteen, I, I mean, God I, forbid anything happened. But when I was fifteen, I, I made that joke. It was like I was like uh, I'm hitting my midlife crisis right now at fifteen. <laughs> Because <laughs> I ain't gonna that's, make I mean, it. That's past just 30. something. Like everybody should be able to insult their friends in whatever manner they feel is acceptable within the community and if it gets videotaped and put on Facebook it's not a big deal. What you know? what was like, the name just, of the game back when we used to like back in the old days at Beamer's house when we used to play uh, capture the flag what was the name of the game we played it was called ping or pink or something where we would just like oh, anytime somebody anytime somebody was not looking they would get punched in the nuts <laughs> and that went for like a yeah, solid year or two. That was that, that, that wrestling game. There was- it's like that wrestling game we had where when you there was yeah. like a move where you like kick the dude in the nuts and it made like this pink sound <laughs> like it was like a piece of metal hit another yeah. piece of metal. That was a Day of Reckoning was, two for the GameCube. That's what it was. I'm pretty was sure. That Day of I'm pretty no, sure. I think that, that was a Day of Reckoning one. I think that was the was first Day of Reckoning. Speaking yeah, of genocide, I think the amount of time. <laughs> speaking of genocides, I think the amount of time we hit each other in the nuts was. To the level of Nobody where it could, it, it, so. it, like a thousand years from now, there may be like thousands less people because of how many times we all got hit in the nuts. <laughs> well, well, I mean, at first, I think some people got hit in the nuts, but everybody caught on pretty quick. You know, it only really takes yeah, one nut I mean, shot to where you're like, uh, and see, that, that's a beautiful example. Up. I did. You want to hear funny with this generation? <laughs> yeah, I did that uh, around <laughs> that same time, like a year later. Uh, this is pre psychedelics clearly when you do something like this i punched my youth leader in the nuts because i thought it was fucking hilarious based on that (laughs) he fucking went down like a sack Uh, of potatoes what denomination were you presbyterian in that case (laughs) oh oh, yeah no i mean he was funny though like my youth leader uh he was such a cool guy. Like, I, we actually made one of the videos on the MTW channel is like with him in it because I had to make the school project with him in it. And uh, he was funny. He used to say uh, "piss" and uh, I think he said "shit" a couple times in youth group, like talking to middle schoolers and high schoolers. And he he was like real honest. He's like he was talking about temptation one time at youth group, and he was like, "Sometimes you just want to get on the computer and look at some boobs." And I did, I, no, he said that word verbatim, word for word, and I appreciated his honesty as a kid, yeah. you know, as a youth, it was, yeah. uh, he was a good youth leader, I love him. Yeah, I mean, that's, that uh, that's a lot of what people don't like about Christianity or religion in general, is it's uh, it's just another form of tribalism in, a, in the main state, it's in the Catholic Church being the, the predominant example of that, but like, you know, in the, if you take Christianity as that's what I know the most about for sure. Uh, just straight from the literature, it's, uh, it's all, you know, it's a personal relationship with, you know, Jesus Christ in the Christian world. It's not, you're a, you're a Baptist, and so you believe Baptists and the Methodists are stupid and the Pentecostals are crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's a personal relationship. And on another, you know, like the whole, 
cultural identity thing that's going on now, if people looked at more of an individualism type deal instead of a, I'm a part of this group, so I have to think like this group thinks, that would solve a whole lot of the problems there. You know, we'd take it down, like with the whole psychedelic thing that, you know, you guys dabbled in for a while, it was, you know, not your group. Allegedly. In that, Allegedly, yeah. In that, <laughs> yeah, 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 politically. But that was, uh, <laughs> that, Alex Jones, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Politically. You could say literally anything you want and then put politically at the end. And you politically. Non-violently. Non so politically. Politically, I, I'll politically eat your identify ass. as a psychedelic <laughs> user. Uh, yeah, like, here's a good example. <laughs> I'll eat your ass. I will. Politically, non-violently. I will eat you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if people just get over themselves and start to think for themselves and just... At that point, the freedom of speech thing kind of goes out the window because if you're an individual, then if it bothers you, then just don't talk to that person. It's not like you have to save the entire group you're with. Uh, it's It can solve a whole lot of problems that people would think for themselves, and that's a problem with the, the generation that we grew up with is life was easy, social media was on the rise. And so you didn't have to really think about your future in a sense of what am I going to do to survive? It was, what am I going to do to enjoy myself while I'm here? And now that people are realizing the real world is a little bit harder than they thought it was going to be, they're trying to, to keep a grasp of the, the comfort they had. And the people that have less comfort, they feel are owed it. And th but there's no, there's no logical basis for what they're saying. It's all emotion driven. And, you know, if you think for yeah. yourself instead of thinking for other people, it solves a whole lot of problems. Yeah, we're definitely a very soft, our whole generation. Uh, we have not had to deal with problems. We weren't drafted into wars. We didn't experience world wars. And that's why China's going to fucking kick our ass if we don't get our shit together. Yeah, they put you in a internment camp just for being the wrong religion. <laughs> Millions of them. Shame what, on what a Uyghur. Things, what, what, is that, yeah, the Uyghurs, yeah. Uyghur, like, like Uyghur, I mean, Uyghur, Uyghur. Well, however you pronounce it, it starts with the U, and, I, and, a, and there's a Y involved, and I don't, I never, never knew how to pronounce that thing. But it's like China, like those people are going to be hard, like that generation. I mean, like there's a solid middle class in China that have like not like a ton of money, but they got enough money to have some luxuries, and they're going to be kind of like they're pretty much the same as uh, the American generation. But there's a huge. Um, lower class there that's going to just be hard as a rock in like 30 solid years. as a rock and those are going to be the people that and those are going to be the people like they're going to take over in like 30 years yeah yeah history cyclical i mean everybody goes through the same thing china is about 50 to 100 years behind where we are culturally and once people are like ah we don't really like the communist dictatorship you know, and it turns into more of a Hong Kong situation. You'll have a really bloody civil war. China will fall back economically, then they'll figure it out and develop whatever economic system they want. So, I mean, it's not too much. And the to United worry about. States the will be there to supply them with weapons and technology. Yeah, I mean, as long as you keep nuclear process. weapons out of it, just you know, yeah, you don't. If if you don't bomb, you know. And millions of people, oh, yeah. it'll all flush itself out in the end. Well, the thing about the nuclear weapons is, like, why would you use those? Especially if you're fighting your own country that you want to take over. 
Like, if you're fighting, if you're just fighting somebody just to get rid of them, nuclear weapons is an option. But if you're fighting people to take over, and you're wanting to just take over the position that they have or take the land that they have, why on earth would nuclear weapons even cross your mind? You're going to no, just no, torch the not, land. It's going to be unusable. Yeah, yeah no, that's not necessarily the situation I'm, I'm talking about. In the short term, like if China and the NATO get involved in a, in a, in a conflict and nuclear weapons are used in the short term, you know, if, if you just kind of play the long game and keep them at bay short term, however that, you know, flushes itself out, uh, you know, like you said, give it, give it, give it 50 to a hundred years to have their cultural revolution and it'll settle itself. The world always wants to go back to equilibrium. It is a matter of time until it gets there. Yeah. Uh, it's all just one big thing, man. It's all one, buddy, baby. Reasoning was flawed. That it existed as an example of white privilege and an unjust allowance is made within a system of societal white supremacy and that me playing Missy was engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Put her in jail! Now! Put her in jail! Put her in jail! Why is she not in jail? Unaware of who this is. Why the... Yeah, <laughs> No idea. What, what, who are we putting in jail? That's <laughs> Tim Dillon. Oh, uh, she's talking about uh, <clears throat> the uh, Big Mouth, that Netflix show. She like quit the show and apologized for play, playing a mixed race character when she wasn't that race. And so Tim oh. Dillon was saying, apologies aren't enough. Put her in jail. The death penalty is not off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if you're ever going to make an animated series of my life and, you know, Dave Chappelle wants to play me, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Dude, uh, Dave Chappelle's been hanging out with Kanye the last couple of days. That was cool. Good. Yeah. Vice president right there. I'll vote for Dude, that. Dude, Chappelle is VP with Kanye. Oh, that would be a great ticket. There's Heck a... Yeah, you got your, you know, Kanye... Yeah, on the right, Dave on the left. You just unify the country. Everybody gets high. I mean, <laughs> crazy. There's, there's a there are serious the stimulus people. Package is just a pound of weed sent to every house. <laughs> that stimulus package right there. Everybody a, gets a week a, off of work and a pound of weed instead of narcotics. <laughs> instead instead of stimulus store. package, it'd be a narcotics package instead of a stimulant <laughs> package. Uh, no, th- now there you can are have Mexicans s- deliver it. There's racial <laughs> equality. You know? Uh, there are serious people talking about Tucker Carlson is going to run in 2024. He's being groomed for it. No, that'll never happen. As much as I enjoy Tucker, not that I, I I disagree with a lot of what he says, but I enjoy him in comparison to everybody else on Fox. I, I'm, I feel like that's the same thing. It's like, it's like when people said Rush Limbaugh should run for president. I feel like that's the yeah, same people yeah, saying yeah. he should Our run for president. Tucker should run for president. Yeah, well, and Rush gave an exa- he he explained why he would never run. I mean, he he's, he he kind of laughed it off as he'd lose money doing it, but that would ruin his career. Like he has very little to gain from doing that. His political influence is enough via the radio medium that he has. Same thing with Tucker. Like he has nothing to gain from that. He's just going to get absolutely run through the mud. And he's already getting that, but it's in a safer environment where he's at. Like he has, kind of like Mike Tyson. Like why is he doing what he's doing? He's got nothing to gain. You know, Tucker would just—he'd only be hurting himself if he did that monetarily and just as a public figure. Sam, uh, yeah, because like what? the career is already built. Yeah. 
Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Sam, why don't you uh, consider becoming the new Rush Limbaugh? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how to do that. That's well, probably uh, number one. If, if you'll allow me to steal it. If you'll allow me to steal it. It has to get a brain implant. Here's Well, anyway, Sam, uh, I know you're still considering the job, but if you'll allow me to steal a joke from No Agenda, I hear the, the position's going to be open soon. Oh, that's sad. I do like Rush. Is he got? Is he like in bad health or something? Oh yeah, he went on a show and said he had like stage four lung cancer. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No, he's still. I mean, I I still listen to him on the way to work and stuff. Like he's still doing it, but he takes a lot of time off for treatment and stuff. Like uh, I don't think he's going to die soon. But like as far as his radio career. It's, Dude, what if he what if he turns into Walter White? Like what happened yeah. to Walter White when he got lung cancer? <laughs> Rush starts just he's like making start a cooking meth, yeah. on the like <laughs> doing the up. radio show while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Is this crystal meth card? Doctor prescribed. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah, I'll do a little bit of Dixie Crystal every now and then just to keep the show going. You know, uh, just uh, I have a crystal meth medical card. Every, yeah, yeah. I'm doctor prescribed. <laughs> Best drug on the planet, hands down. This is one of my favorite. Crystal meth, 2024. Politically, <laughs> Politically not violently. <laughs> one, of, one of the best clips I've ever clipped from anything, I think, might be this one. I'm wearing composite toe area boots. Uh, yeah. I'm wearing uh, Arizona uh, khaki pants. I'm wearing a salty crew t-shirt and a Carhartt hat, buddy. He's got a mullet. And let me go and tell you, I'm he wearing doesn't. I'm wearing it proudly. What the fuck's going on? Hey, Chris, you've got me Chris. with that more than once. <laughs> what? What's up? What's up? Uh, do you want to know what I'm wearing right, right now? Let me hear it, baby. All right, I'm gonna describe the scene. For you, okay, I am standing if, if I had a on fucking my front animal. porch. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for him to see. If, what if, if I had animal. a fucking animal, that uh, okay. If I had a fucking chick that was dressed up as an animal, he didn't even ask if I had to fuck him. But obviously, I'm gonna fuck him. If I had so, what I'm taking it as, if I had a fucking chick that was dressed up as an animal, <laughs> it would definitely. Hundred percent, without a doubt, no questions asked. Be a fox. <laughs> There's some good hashtag there. dead by thirty. Let's spill beer on nothing. <laughs> I'm not spilling beer on nothing. Let's spill beer on nothing. All right, all right. So I'm standing I mean, on you, my front You walk board. in a gas station with twenty bucks, specifically for hurricanes, like. There's no way you're walking out of there with $20 worth of hurricane malt liquor and you're not going to get just blackout drunk. There's just no way. Okay, sorry, Sam, you're on the front porch. Uh, yeah, no, I've done that with the hurricanes. That's happened before. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, yeah stay, staying on the front porch. I am in my underwear and socks. I'm drinking a Tallboy Bush Classic. I have 
a full pinch of Copenhagen Long Cut Wintergreen in, <laughs> uh, a pen, a pen, vape pen that I purchased, and talking to you guys on on my phone. That's what I'm doing tonight. Oh shit! You're talking about right now. I thought you were leading up to telling a story from the past. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's just what no, I'm doing. Like this is current present. Like you can tell, hey, when you get off work, no, I've, I've been hearing you spit. When I get off work, yeah, this is what I do. So you have the pleasure of living my life for however long we're talking. All right. Well, uh, I'm down to go a little right, longer. Uh, so far, with all the little mini podcast we're about to hit three hours so we definitely got to stop by three hours that'll just be too long we can just get rid of somebody else who's less important you know this is this is gold right here all right fair enough this is radio gold (laughs) Uh, golden oldies i'll say we get we got to get you on for a full episode with a topic though definitely yeah for real definitely yeah okay i got things to know i got things that don't know Real quick, so what are y'all drinking right now? Oh, that's what I was going to... I meant to ask that earlier. I am drinking on some Jameson Irish whiskey. Ooh, Ooh, good choice. Very good choice. Sam, are you uh, partaking in a beverage right now? Yeah, I I got a tall boy Bush Classic. Bush Classic. 25 ounce to one ounce is free. Nice. Ooh, the classic. You can't beat that. Well, mm-hmm. I am currently enjoying a Devil's Backbone Brewing Company Gold Leaf Golden Lager. Crisp, Ooh. clean, and bready notes. Isn't that fancy? Ooh! <laughs> yes, it am is I ding, to ding, say ding, ding, fancy. Because that yeah. definitely deserves it. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Let me, uh, let me see if I can... And I can't get canceled for playing this clip because, uh, it's... Childish Gambino that was in the Oh, comedy. I'm going to cancel your ass. Uh, I'm going to cancel the, you right now. I won't say it out cancel. loud, but I just typed the words in. This is uh, Childish Gambino's old comedy sketch. Did this? Oh, sign in to confirm your age. Fuck. Tell him you're 13, Chris. Be honest with him now. I don't want to sign Who's in. Since in line now. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> Riveting. Here we go. Lagaria. Four point. L O G O R R H E A. Lagaria. That is that is correct. The spelling bee. And that will end the fourth round of the Hambridge National Spelling Bee. Before we go on, I just like to say that all of our contestants have shown an amazing amount of drive and perseverance. And no matter what happens, you're all winners. And now on to the fifth round. Next contestant. Your word is nigger faggot. (laughs) (laughs) Nigger faggot. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that made my entire night. (laughs) They're like flipping through the book looking for a definition. Can I get the definition? <laughs> Juicy Smollett. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
listen, listen to what, what American uh, he asks. He asks for the uh, definition of that word, and this is what they tell him the definition is. The definition is nigger faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I get the country of origin. <coughs> oh, God. Originating from the Greco-Roman nigger and the Latin-based faggot. Nigger faggot. <laughs> <laughs> this should be the national anthem. Can you do <laughs> Nigger faggot. <laughs> Get that nigger faggot out of here. <laughs> nigger get the idea it goes oh, another couple minutes yeah wow i can't believe wait fuck, a childish game the what's his name um what's his actual name donald glover D- donald glover he actually made that like this is he was in it he's in the sketch yeah it's like back oh when he was God. on youtube like do it like way before community or any of his rap shit yeah that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah that was this was i mean that video's got to be Close to twenty years old. So. And is that that was oh, back in the heyday, man. That was back when you know Raw's War, you know, top of TV. That was uh, that was the good stuff. And then the the woke community came in here. And now nobody's slept for the last fifteen years, and everybody's mad. So just, <laughs> everybody needs to. Yeah. Get <laughs> get yeah, nobody slept for the last fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, you're, you're like the last thing I ever think of. You need to come back to Tennessee and hang out with some people that actually, you know, like talk how they talk because North Carolina is getting crazy, man. Like, just, yeah, dude, yeah. come on back. There's not a lot going on here, other than just like BLM <laughs> shit in Nashville. There's just a lot of stuff going on here, and I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I live in it every day, and I get to see it and everything. But I don't know. Come back Something's over, gonna man. Have to get We're going to be getting you knee deep in some gash. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. <laughs> That's an yeah, absolute lie. Day. Don't even try that. Come on now. <laughs> That's how I introduce myself to everybody new I meet. <laughs> is that in your LinkedIn profile? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just sitting there with my arms out to the side. Dick out, just that, that caption's underneath. <laughs> oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I've made a running theme in the earlier interviews of playing Sam Highcliffe, so uh, I think Caleb's already heard this, but Sam, let me run this by you, and uh, we'll go from there. Right, There's a lot that intelligence can... can... Sorry, go Can you set this up? I have no idea who this guy is. Oh, Sam, you I, need to look I him up. Sam Hyde is... He's awesome. Yeah, this is from his latest video okay. about Black Lives Matter. Okay. There's a lot that intelligence can do. There's a lot. There's a you can go far um, using your analytical 
rational gifts that are a result of thousands of years of um, bloody discourse and sacrifices made by people who um, told the truth even though it uh, got them castrated, burned at the stake, flayed alive, tortured to death. Um, and I say we throw that stuff all away, by the way. Not to mention the millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years or 6,000 years of evolution. 2,000 years ago. You can get you can get places with your rational faculties. You can get places by examining evidence and by um, using um, your brain to pierce through propaganda. You can get places with that. You can't get that far. You can't get that far. If you want to get really far, if you want to get to the top, if you want to get to the end zone, if you want to get to the goal, if you want to get to a place of love for all, no, imagine no religion. Imagine there's no borders. Imagine there's no way to protect your property. Imagine you don't, you don't have property. Imagine their private property is abolished. Imagine you rely on the state for grain. Imagine a beautiful world like that. Imagine you line up for bags of rice and bread and you can't protect yourself. You can't own land. You can't own anything. The state can put a gun to your head for no reason. Imagine, even though guns are abolished, you have to have guns to enforce the abolishment of guns. It's complicated. But imagine that. If you want to get there, you need something more powerful than reason. What you need is you need a beautiful, tight pussy. <laughs> Dude, Sam, uh, man, that's like top three dream guests to get on our podcast. Sam Ahad is in there. Yeah, no, that was uh, like <clears throat> very, uh, it sounded like some of my political science classes. At AKA? Was, uh, it was pretty accurate. Mr. Shit King, shit up. pussy. <laughs> okay, Sam, you need to look up Sam Hyde's TED Talk he did back oh, in like, yeah. 2012 oh, or something. Oh, he's got TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, he, he scammed his way into thing. getting into the TED Talk. We, uh, yeah. in the Bill Gates episode, like, <clears throat> I think it was part one, we, I made the, I, I realized that his TED Talk is like a direct parody of Bill Gates' TED Talk. And we did the comparison oh, yeah, side by side. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, want no, you to look at yourself talk. in the mirror right now. Because this is the last time you're going to be looking this gay in your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that conversation more times than I care to admit. <laughs> Do you know how to make a brass monkey? <coughs> no, I don't. Fill me in on this. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. You drink, uh, I think it's like a fourth of an Old English, and then you fill it up with orange juice. A brass monkey is orange juice in Old English. Really? Interesting. Huh. That's, uh, if you ever listen to the old Beastie Boy song, they sing about a brass monkey. Oh and yeah, that is oh, how you everybody's heard the brass monk. Yeah, Beastie Boys is shit. Yeah, the best Jewish but, uh, fucking that... rap group you ever heard. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he had to throw the Jewish in there because Lucas is a stone cold racist. So. Oh, stone cold, <laughs> stone, cold stone, stone cold Steve racist. Stone cold Steve. That's like a compliment. You know? It's like in metal music when you when you. 
when you call some, like something like nasty, filthy, like gravel coming out of your throat, puking on yourself, it's a compliment. You know, <laughs> like, stone cold racist. In his mind, it's probably a compliment. You know, he's not a racist, but he's just he's ignorant, and that's something he would say. And I find that hilarious. <laughs> let me uh, let me go ahead. Oh, was... Now that you bring this up, let me uh, let me see if I can find something. One of the most insane. Okay, well, while you're looking, go ahead. Is it your one inch packer? Uh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this <laughs> is old school. We Lucas. had to actively tell and remind Lucas when he came to North Carolina to not use the N word. Like we had to remind him several times yeah. because it was like, "Hey, preface this by black neighbors." Lucas, yeah, Lucas is black, so he can say the end. Here we go. This is <laughs> this is a video from nine years ago, and it has sixty nine views. Oh, uh, I know what this is. I know what this is. By the way, it got flagged uh, by YouTube. I got an email. I hadn't been on the MTW show's YouTube page forever. I got an email saying that this video had been flagged for... Uh, anyway. <laughs> By the way, it starts off Lucas wearing a pink jacket. He's got sunglasses on, and he has wrapped aluminum foil around all his teeth to look like grills. <laughs> you had a bunch of non-African-American punch bag. Well, guess what? We now have the African-American puncher bag for all you Negroes out there. You're punching away. Really, I feel the burn. You're in shape. I'm out of no time. I'm going to show you my product right here. So, well, fuck over here. Here's a white man's punching bag. Here's the brother's punching bag. Check it out. Right there. White devil. Punching bag. White devil. <sighs> what is up with the sirens? Oh wait, I thought that was part of the video. Is that not part of the video? No, that's me. That's What's me. going on out in right, Ten Mile? <laughs> I live right beside the volunteer fire department for South uh, Rome County. Right, it sounds like the a five cop, though. Teenagers that work there. No, it's a fire truck. It's a big red fire truck. It's probably going to some meth lab that blew up. Yeah, <laughs> it's commonplace right, around man. here. Yeah. <laughs> They're good people. They're right, good. Man, people. Bag. Here's the brother's punching bag. Check it out. Right there. Watch that one. Let me demonstrate how this video works. Oh, let's go ahead and punch him back. Come on, follow me there, brother. So you... you oh my god, this... I I gotta delete this. What's uh, what's culturally a, relevant about that and and recommend... Like, I'll give Lucas this. He, mad props to Lucas. All right, I'm gonna tell you something. He did not <laughs> use blackface. That was all him. Yeah, no, he just did the, the grills and tried to do the voice. He, uh, so it's, he's like, here's the white man's punch bag and it's a regular punch bag and he goes, here's the brother's punch bag and it smash cuts to me with a paper bag on my head that says black man. Hey, come on, follow me then, bro. Oh wait, no, never mind. I, I described that wrong. Face. I described that wrong. Um, he's, he, he flips over another punching bag that says white devil on it. And then he says, come on over here, brother. I want you to try out this new punching bag. And then I'm the brother, but I have a paper bag on my head that says black man. <laughs> oh, go ahead and punch your bag. Come on, follow bag. me then, brother. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Now, you ready to rock and roll? Hit that, baby. Right there. Yeah. Big and strong in no town. Collard greens and cheese. You did good. Yeah, don't go crazy. Yeah, you got more of these. We got to sell this thing. Pull the black man punching back now. Going 
a big bag of fried chicken, and a whole seedless watermelon. That's right, I said seedless. Order now. <laughs> you ain't gonna be disappointed. Uh, you ain't gonna be disappointed. It's the Oh yeah, I made sure yeah, to put right, the end y'all. written and performed by Lucas it's Stevenson. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't want my name on this one. Even even in like middle school, I was like, I don't want my name on this shit. Yeah, that, that one was like obvious. Well, I think uh, uh, we're definitely the longest of the bunch that's going to be on this episode, so... Uh, Sam, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to uh, use your name and link your Twitter or whatever else in the episode so people can find your Twitter? I mean, if they want to, I don't. I mean, I just got the Twitter. I don't even really know what I'm doing. With or it. what do you got to plug? Anything? Anything you want to me to link for you? Because everybody else, I might have like links to their shit in the show notes on the website. I mean, not really. I'm not very self centered person. You know, like the main thing. If anybody takes anything away from this, is just you know. Uh, freedom of speech listen to people that promote the first amendment that's that's my big thing is people can't even talk anymore it's just fucking like, amen to that say something stupid let me say something stupid you know let me make or, a video or, about a black man's punching bag the white devil i mean yeah it's not recommended and it's got 69 views that <laughs> free market works and it was like 69 you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so 69 yeah all right uh Caleb, you got anything you want to promote? How about our podcast? Why don't you promote oh. abs in a six pack? All right, all right. I'm going to promote two things. How about that? All right, I promote two things. Promote three right, things. I'm thing going to. Oh, I'll see if I can think of a third, but I'll I'll definitely do two. Okay, the first one: the Washington um, White Skins. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I mean I'm not against that, but I'm not. Not for that. I'm neutral in the in that naming of the of the Washington. I'm against uh, being uh, for NFL that, but I'm name. also against that. I'm against the being for of that. I'm against being for or against being against of that. But what <laughs> I am for and what I do know is that there is a high quality podcast out there for all of you podcast consumers, and it's called Abs in a Six Pack, and it's spelled as weird as possible, and it's on Spotify. <laughs> And I'm on some of the episodes. And it's on its so own. The majority of the episodes at this point. And it's on its own dot com. Just Google it. You can find it. I believe in you. You can find it. It's on Google. It's out there. Go find it. It's- the second thing I'll promote is that if you have an old school RuneScape account, you can find me cooking Karambombwana in the Hodistus Grill under the name Kebabaloo on <laughs> World sometimes. So come on and find me. That's I'm cooking K-Bobaloo. octopuses. That's Kebabaloo with a K A Y, correct? That's K A Y. Uh, Bobaloo. a Bobaloo. <laughs> a Bobaloo. All right, what was and the I'm third cooking Caramon most of the time, or I'm doing Winter Todd. Um, third, uh, well, why not Devil's Backbone Brewing Company with their new Gold Leaf Golden Lager, crisp, clean, and bready notes. Mmm, mmm, that's a good beer. <laughs> I'll drink that beer. I'll drink it. Oh, yeah. So I have, nothing, I have I nothing to plug other else. than the podcast that you're already listening to. So, uh, right, uh, we do real quick on the yes. way yeah. out, on the way out, real, uh, something I just thought of it, maybe, uh, what's your favorite, uh, like racial joke? Because I think that's something <laughs> that needs to come back. It could be about white people. Apparently I mean, ping pong, <laughs> ching chong 
is my favorite from what I learned <laughs> being blackout yeah. drunk. <laughs> well, you know, you'll learn a lot about yourself. I do like the, uh, I, and this is not why I like Sam Hyde, but Sam Hyde does a lot of this. The, uh, the, uh, Jews run the media and Jews run the world gimmick is pretty funny to me, even though, like, I know it's a stereotype that it has some truth to it, but it's not like all Jews. Just like not all black steel TV jokes inside of that. Right. So that's probably, I think the Jewish jokes are probably my favorite racial stereotype. Also because it's like the one that you're, it's most taboo for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I guess we'll leave it with, (laughs) we'll leave it with at that and we'll leave you with this because it was the first recommended video after that punching bag thing and Let's hear it again, shall we? It's been, what, when did this get uploaded? 2010. It's been 10 years. Oh, God bless America. My shame. What's up? My name is Sam. I'm the man with the master plan. Like a kid naked, eat cheese and play Pac-Man. I promise this, I ain't playing around. You want to mess with my girl? Man, I'm going to town. Because I'm tough like off and take it to the bank. Make it rain when it's sunny and I feel like a tank. You don't like what I say. Oh, well, because in a fight, I would own like Justin Bieber versus Chuck Liddell. Thank you, Doug, but you better look twice. Because compared to me, you got as look at Charlie White. I can hear y'all talking, but it ain't worth my time. You best save yourself a trip and quit while you're behind. Because it's one for the money. I can't, I can't make it, I can't make it. They're, uh, honestly, thank you for just playing my verse, by the way. That was really, really nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, one thing I will say is I'm imagining listening to this without the video, and I feel like it's ten times worse because all the funny shit is visual. And there's an even even then that being the case, there's not that much funny shit. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Like it was is early for the amount of work yeah, we put into to, this, though. Not much to that. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. <laughs> but we should redo that. We should redo that. You do the remake, the re up in 2020. You know, like COVID special. Yeah, see, another word. Let me see. Let me skip. So let me skip better. around. It's true. Better than you. You just can't help that we're so cool. Friends, nice day in the hood. I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> you, come on. Come on. He, you st- is what's here's like here's an example of the things you missing. You're missing just by hearing this. When you said nice day in the hood, you stuck the, your head in the hood of a car and closed it. I remember <laughs> that. For the band, I sure wish I could. I don't rap off of what I do, it's fly. And when I'm done, I'll have you sitting back saying, My, 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 is it he good at laying this back? In fact, he's so good, you can say he has a knack. Or rhyming just like PCP. And it helps you look exactly like Mr. T. Cause he's smooth like butter. Tasty like more butter. And it goes good on popcorn just like dog. But I can't stick up on you cause I'm in clogs. Three more lines, and then I'm done. Two more to go for the <laughs> Wait, you had your... How did we convince you to... I haven't seen this in so long. How did we convince you to pull your pants down and sit on the toilet for this part of the rap? I think I still have my underwear on or something. I don't know. <laughs> Good. It's, a it's long almost time done, and you can say, Oh, one more thing, but based on my soul. Nice. Oh, I forgot about that. 
That's good. Oh yeah, he. Thank you and have a nice basil marzo. That would that would that would fit in anything. Wow. Hey, maybe we could get him. There's on the another podcast. five minutes of this basil marzo. Yeah, if he's still alive. <laughs> Let me Google him. Uh, uh, this will be the last uh, research of the show. All right, Basil Marceau, Wikipedia, born May 26, 1952, is an American presidential candidate who has on multiple occasions run for state and federal public office in Tennessee. Governor of Tennessee. He looks like he's still alive. Let's see if I can get his email address. For anybody who's not aware of uh, who this fine gentleman is in my home state of Tennessee... Uh, perhaps you could find that clip and maybe maybe enlighten the world. Yeah, let me uh, let me do the quick uh, yeah, basil. He's a, I mean, he's a once in a lifetime type type of individual. No, I remember when we were all obsessed. Yeah, was, we were all obsessed with him for a while. All right, well, all this week, Channel 4 is working for you to help you make a choice in the governor's primary race. As part of that commitment, we have given all five candidates from the two major parties time during our news to let you know where they stand, in their own words, about the topics of their choosing. That's right, and the order was chosen by random drawing tonight. We hear from Basil Marceau. I'm BasilMarceau.com, your Republican candidate for governor. (laughs) I'd like to recall all (laughs) permits and registration for guns. Everyone can carry guns. If you kill someone, no, you get murdered. You go to jail. And, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Well, I got to hear that again. <laughs> you carry guns, no, you get murdered. You go to jail. <laughs> you kill someone, no, you get murdered, or you go to jail. Chosen by random drawing tonight, we hear from Basil Marceau. I'm BasilMarceau.com, your Republican candidate for governor. <laughs> I'd like to recall all permit and registration for guns. Everyone can carry guns. If you kill someone, no, you get murdered. You go to jail. And uh, I like to put plant grass or vegetation across from the state or any vacant lot and sell it for gas so we can use it, use it for our expenses. <laughs> also, I'm going to remove all gold fringe flags from the state and plot a real flag with three stripes. I also want to stop traffic stops, set it up like the Supreme Court rule in Nose versus Iowa. You can't find an innocent car, you can't look. I want you all to vote for Basil Marcel. I want you to say the Pledge of Allegiance to a Republic in the morning when you come out. And <laughs> we all pray to God and say amen. And everyone have a nice day. And I see you all at the polls. Thank you. Have a nice day. I'm BasilMarceau.com. That could be Kanye's running mate right there. <laughs> I'm KanyeWest.com. Uh, Uh. <laughs> I think we came in way under on the uh, the AJ clips. I, I think was, I did three total. Yeah, that's I'm like Chris. No, yeah, that's, that's like five. Good. He played a couple real quick. Yeah, but I think yeah, they were the, the same. Twenty two. Yeah, mean, come that, on. Yeah, I, Somebody I, guessed fifty. I definitely so. lost my fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Somebody guessed no, fifty I, clips. I, no, I said I had fifty on you playing over. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, got you. Got you. Okay, but real quick, Chris, play your best Alex Jones clip that you have. Best, the best one. I've so many. The very, the, the very best one. I like this have. one. It's like only one second long. The very best. The 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 the. the, the. Oh, is that it? The 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 the. the, the. 
<laughs> I like it, but it's it's kind of short. Yeah. Uh, this one's pretty good. This is when Alex is really in a mood and somebody calls in. And uh, he's still in his mood. Hey, Alex, can you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you. I just went to you. Yeah, uh, so first off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. That'll do it for me. Oh, a cookie. Now, yeah, the llama thing was good. I really appreciated the llama. You son of a bitch. I know what he said, but he the had llamas. The llama shit. You've heard what me talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Llamas. Have you seen the video? The camera? animated llamas on YouTube. What was that? Llamas with hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to come back. We need to, we need to bring that back. You son of a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! My listeners hate you! And remember that, scum! (laughs) What'd you say? Faithful follower of uh, Jesus. You know, he doesn't cuss on air. Only except when he does. Yeah, except when he does. (laughs) And then Um, he apologizes for it. uh, Sorry, it's a family show. I didn't mean to say cocksucker ten times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This little metal pecker! I think we need to start ending our show with this clip at the very end just to... Let everybody know what's up. You son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! My listeners hate you! And remember that scumbag forever! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I like it. (laughs) Alright, well, if you guys want to keep chit-chatting, I'm down, but I am going to stop this recording, because we are way over budget for time. Yeah. (laughs) This costs so much money to make. Thank you, Roko Jesus, for being here. Thank you, my co-host, Caleb, for being here. Thank you also to... (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you also to... (laughs) Thank you also to Karen Blaney and John Fletcher of Hogstores for having me on tonight. I had a blast, and that was really fun. And also, thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, I'll find... Maybe I can find a song to put on the end of this if it's not too long. I'll have to trim some down. Anyways. People are crazy. They People can't crazy. tell what's going on. They don't want to ask the right questions, so they ask wrong questions and therefore get crazy answers. That's true. Friends, we have enough humans on the planet. We don't need any more humans. It is not okay for women to have babies. It's not okay to have kids. The time's come to get rid of all the sheeple there's too many people the 7.5 billion of us that's 7 billion too much abortion is a necessity that's what the plants have told me the tree in my yard said most of us need to be dead that's why we need 5G Fluoride in vaccines. Yeah, that's true. That's true. true. We don't need children. If you find yourself pregnant, there are options and you can have an abortion. No babies. Cut off the baby factories. We have 7.5 billion with a B humans on the planet. That's too much. 
the actual ideal amount seems to be under one billion. Under one billion. We have seven point five billion. No babies. Women who have babies and stay home to raise them should not be viewed as doing a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's completely not what the situation calls for at all. Now the grass is kind of angry at us though. No, you look like an idiot. Oh no. I thought I was doing the cooler thing. No, you look like an idiot. This is a modern Democrat. <laughs> That's true. You son of a piece of garbage. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever.